What uh, what, what city was that? I'm unsure. It... There's a lot of them. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Right before we started recording, I looked to my friends, uh, not in their eyes, but into my camera and through their camera and then into their eyes. And I gave them the task to put on a presentable face. I'd like you guys to do the faces that you did when I said put on a presentable face. All right. Where should we? Oh. <laughs> I know. Those are we are going to have a cue. You guys, like, matched it. You guys both made the same face. Presentable meant the same thing to you. You didn't look at each other at all. It was uniform, you know? It, it is. That's You can also feel from. it. Give us, here, we won't look at each other. Give us another face to make, and we'll see if we make the same face, like, in response to something. Okay. Uh, wait. How can it be? Should it be specific or general? Let me give you a general one and then a specific one. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Make a face like you were just rejected. Oh wow! Not handling that. All right. Now make the face like you were just rejected, but you're skeptical because you're like, wait, I'm hotter than you. You should. You should. You should say yes to this. Neither of those are turning the story around, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I didn't see what he did, but I assume it was the same. No, completely different. So you guys were synonymous on uh, the the presentable and separate on everything else. Okay. Right. Hey, <laughs> Democrats don't have to agree on everything. Conservatives don't have to agree on everything. What they do agree on between those two parties is that Costco is excellent is an excellent value and it's a great american tradition i got my costco card uh this past december and it was a big deal for me i got 20 dollars off the membership and i went in with my coupon and they take the picture of you and it's like a big moment and there's a lot of people there because the food court and the costco wholesale is sort of right next to the customer service kiosk and they'll have you take the picture and those people are watching you and you're so happy and your smile is so high on your face. And they're like, I remember when I was that happy. <laughs> I remember when I felt like that. And they have like a similar gratitude, but now it's matured. Yeah, it's like parental almost. Like, uh, look at them go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I stood there and I smiled for it and I closed my eyes and my eyes were completely closed. Not on purpose, just because I, I, I accidentally have trouble with that. I don't know what to look up <laughs> other than how to stop closing my eyes when someone's taking a picture of me. Because I, I don't know what advice I'm looking to for. It. Yeah. But, like, because, like, is it that I blink like, more often? Probably. Well, you, but, well, you're closing your eyes to smile. There, don't do that. Don't close your uh, eyes to smile. See, if, if the top result said that, then I'd be fine. But they, they take a picture there, and it's a big moment. And then you have to go back outside because there's a there's an entrance and an exit. So you go outside to the exit, and there's there's the bouncer. The Costco bouncer is standing there checking the IDs. And I've got my first real one. And you get to so show they, like, check them, check them there? <laughs> they don't I feel like they them. never checked me. Well, no, but you look like you would drop at Costco. So, like... I've never <laughs> been to like Costco. You they would call I'm actually a Costco time. hater, believe it or not. I'm very anti-Costco. Wait, why? Because they don't label their goddamn aisles, and it's blasphemy. It's crazy. 
What Imagine label? not labeling the aisle at a grocery store. The one in Pittsburgh doesn't. How often do you go down the aisles and you're just like, I wonder what's there? Well, you need to know what's in one aisle. When I was there for work and I needed to pick up 12 specific things for Instacart, and you're there for the first time ever because you've never lived in this city before, and you got to find where the eclairs are. They're in the freezer. Did you know that? Instacart shoppers are not people we should be giving preferential treatment to. Life should be hard for Instacart. Okay, but signs... Signs? They're yeah. anti-signs? Yeah, <laughs> signs? Is that what the hell you're dying on, Oregon? <laughs> I am, and you'd have no clue what it was called if you went there. <laughs> I just think that if I'm in a grocery store, I can reasonably, within, let's say, one or so aisle of accuracy, guess where what I'm looking for is. I'm not saying I'm not against the signs, but I'm not I'm not out there losing sleep over the signs. Yeah, yeah he's not losing sleep either. Costco's losing a customer. Yeah, <laughs> Sam's Club all the way. It's all right. Well, it's hot dogs not even that good the price of their hot dog to thirty-eight really? cents. Yeah. Well, that's it's, so. It's if Republicans, really... oh, yeah. if, if Democrats and Republicans love Costco, we're really learning that. Riley's stepping out of the two-party system and he's creating it, which is he's organizing outside of the two-party system, which I can respect. Yeah, and shopping at Walmart, (laughs) which I despise. I loathe. Oh yeah, I never go to Sam's is exclusively for toilet paper and for paper towels. But Sam's is just Walmart more plus Walmart. Yeah, but like you know, you just go there for that, and then you go to the Giant Eagle for the rest. But I got I got my Costco membership, and it's this big exciting moment for me. And when you go in somewhere like that for the first time, because you know I didn't have a lot of money growing up, um, I, I didn't have a lot of anything growing up. There was no thing I had a great quantity of. Even the bad things, I only had small. I had a, a very reasonably normal childhood. <laughs> um, so you go in there, and the carts are freaking enormous. Because everything is like a 16-pack. The milk is three gallons. I can't even lift it. I'm wearing a dress shirt, and it's coming up, and my down blouse is showing. And you go in there, and you're completely amazed. And I go to the drink section. And in this drink section, they've got all these different uh, options. They've got the San Pellegrino, uh, or the, the little mini Sprite Fanta Coke combination boxes. It's got like 35 cans. And this woman is going up to things and she's just like picking them up and first she picked up the the sprite fanta coke can combo it's a 35 package she's holding it up and she's just like that's just so many and she puts it back and she goes over and there's like a pepsi thing and she picks it up and she's like i don't know if i'll drink that many and she puts it back and i'm just silently thinking like i don't know if you're you get this place. <laughs> i don't even know where you're at um, and she's shopping and I'm standing next to her and she's like shopping in my direction, you know, like, like a widow would for attention. <laughs> and she tells me, she says, I need to get drinks and soda. And I don't normally drink soda, but I need to get soda because my son is coming home for the first time since he was deployed. And I, I, I said, God bless your boy. That's amazing news. When is it? What's going on? Um, and she, she, she sort of tells me, she's like, 
oh, it's this, uh, it's February 22nd, and it's going to be this big thing, and I invite all of his friends and all of our family, and we're going to have this big barbecue at his uncle's place, uh, his dad's brother, and then she told me some garbage about their relationship. I have no clue what's going on with that. Uh, but she said, how old are you? And I said, I'm 26. She said, you know, you're about his age. Like, that's amazing. To be the same age as a soldier, ma'am, I appreciate you even saying that. Would you like this, ma'am? Would your son like this? FaceTime him. WhatsApp him. You have to... I don't want him getting charged the data. Are there uh, any uh, pins that you get for that? You get a star for uh, for being the same age as a soldier. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you see someone and uh, you get like a military discount, and you come up to the register. You're like, you know, I'm the same like age as that guy. Five percent worth worth of thing. But she invites me to the thing. She's like, you know what? You should you should come. He would love you there. And second, <laughs> and this is where it is. And in my mind, he would love you there means one of two things. Either the more likely is that she is just overly nice and she just wants to make things perfect and her son doesn't have a lot of friends and she's like, you should go. And that means I should probably go. The other one uh, is that he has got like a stranger thing. There's like a stranger <laughs> thing going on with him. His mom goes out and rounds up boys his age and moors him out to uncle's house. So yeah, he gets he, he gets home and he sees his entire family. He's like he's like Uncle Tommy, mom, sister, a stranger. Like he's way happier to see. Like <laughs> yeah, he knew just That's what I wanted. I missed strangers. That's why I came home. I came home to see this guy. <laughs> Man, I was fighting for you out there. <laughs> it's you know how like when you're a kid and you go to like a thing with your mom and you get there and it sucks and you're just sitting with the other adults. But oh my god, another stranger boy my age. We can go play and talk. She's just still in that mindset. Um but I, I don't know if I should go to this thing. To not go feels unpatriotic. <laughs> to go feels also unusual. And I did not get a plus one. Spoken. I don't have contact information for this woman. Can I bring my girlfriend? Is, is that going to piss him off? What are soldiers' thoughts on stuff like that? Um, <laughs> do you remember where this party even is? I do, because she took out her purse and she gave me the address and the time and the date. Wow. Was it, I like, know. on a printed business card? <laughs> <laughs> no, that would have raised suspicion. It was sloppily written on the back of some, like, receipt, which made it more trustworthy, almost. Like, the more like she, what she if, is for Was she moment. writing it down, or was it already on it? No, she was writing that's it down. Still weird. What if there were two different addresses for people that know the soldier and people who don't? <laughs> and she's like, you get this, but call this number. <laughs> it's a different number know. for strangers. There's well, a stranger's there's like a line. There's a 1-800. Complex... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, you go. <laughs> yeah, there's no, a complex at work, for sure, undoubtedly. There's like a complicated um, like entrance system where it's like, all right, this is where it is. It's at his uncle's house. Doors open at 7. Strangers get there at 8. <laughs> <laughs> but 
plus ones get there at nine. You could bring somebody, but they gotta wait for an hour outside. They gotta they don't count as the strangers. Plus ones like people that bring people. <laughs> yeah, I guess they, the plus ones are probably encouraged because that's more strangers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Plus one that you the plus ones have to be people that they, the party throwers don't know. This is that's just like a swinger party, isn't it? It's like maybe I should go to fuck maybe a soldier in front of his mother. <laughs> it would be an honor. It would be an honor, ma'am. Yes, I will. But she didn't get any beverages, so I don't know. That's the other. Yo, yeah, everybody's gonna be dry as shit. You're supposed to bring it. Also, <laughs> five is too many for a party. How many people yeah, at this party? All of his friends, all of his family. Wait, wait, wait. I'm a similar age. I. <laughs> Can yeah. I come? <laughs> what do you have going on February 22nd? Uh, I think I'm going to be at a soldier's coming home party. I'm going to be coming at a coming home party, brother. <laughs> That'd be the most fun time for you to come and see me. If you're going to ever come visit me in South Carolina, I would be so happy if it was to go to the soldier's party. I'm coming to visit this soldier, and I hope you'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so now I'm afraid of Costco and I, I don't like it and I'm afraid of going in because I keep getting invited to stuff when I go there. Um, no, I, I probably will go and I'll keep you guys updated on exactly how it materializes, uh, what I wear, what what sort of events they have. I have to imagine there's going to be like cornhole. I, I've never thrown yeah. a, a, a coming home thing. And then like, do I get a gift? And then what would... A soldier. I think coming the right thing to do run. would be to buy him an AR-15. You know, I think just that's like true. make him make him like. Sometimes well, you know they miss being deployed, like how a prisoner is like institutionalized. You know, some sort of comfort. Like ooh, right like maybe a small cage. <laughs> Something to like. Oh, make him like for a critter. Yeah, like well for him. To uh, be a critter. Well, what if he wants to catch a critter? Oh well, that the, uh, the soldier. Cage. Upon his homecoming, should be able to catch a critter. And what a yeah, goddamn, that's his goddamn right. It's his goddamn right. And what an abomination it would be. Maybe that's what I'll do. I'll set loose a bunch of like weasels and rabbits at the party and just let that little nut job go PTSD on those things. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a big fan of Costco, uh, but I've been doing this other Costco bit that I would bring up. Um, I got my driver's license recently. I turned 26. My license expired. Um, and oh, my, my thing is downstairs. But the Costco card that I got, they take a picture of it and they put it on the back. So on the back, all there is is your picture and a magnetic strip. So as I've been giving people like my license, because it's a new state. I'm excited. I moved here. I showed my mom my South Carolina ID. And I said, oh, while I was there, I got the federal one. And I gave her the state driver's license, and then I gave her my Costco card, but with my picture of it facing her. And she was like, I have got to get one of these. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, they're not going to let you fly, Mom. <laughs> when when I heard magnetic strip, I, I now realize that you meant, like, to swipe it for something. But in my head, I was imagining, like, a little magnet that you'd put it, like, on your shirt, like a... Like how some name tags are with magnets instead of like a pin. Oh, so you yeah, just like wear your Costco card like on your on your shirt, and that's what they want you to do while you're there, so they know you're like a good boy. 
They know it's legit. Well, the bouncers yeah. it just makes the job so much easier on them. Well, yeah, I bet the soldier would hate that place because nobody's a stranger when they're walking around wearing their Costco badge on them. Bro, soldiers hate good customer service. <laughs> <laughs> they love Comcast. Me like Comcast is insane. <laughs> First thing I'm doing when he gets they're like fires is in my city. (laughs) They prefer (laughs) HEB. I I feel like the the Costco bouncers too have um like they're not is that what the the job title would be? It's probably like greener or something. Yeah, yeah, membership identifier. That, well, that one's cool. It's definitely not greeter. They would greet you with violence if you try to go in there without yeah. a costume. Are you a member of the club? If you are not a member of the club, do not try to step foot inside of the club. Pokes you in the eyes. Oh. <laughs> uh, hey, can I come if I bring a girl? I have beer. <laughs> I don't know. My last Costco joke is in Costco, <laughs> one of the sections that they have, there is a jewelry section, like any like Walmart or like Macy's would have. Um, and I was looking at the jewelry, and there's some really nice necklaces, and they had a, a section of engagement rings. Um, <clears throat> and I asked the girl that was working behind the counter if I had to buy like eight of them or if just one was hard. <laughs> Like, do I have to buy eight to get that price, or are these not bulk? I think bulk engagement rings, just as a preparation, is um, probably better for some people. Because then you could just burn through your first couple. Yeah, just give them that's out. Yeah, that's what everyone do. Right, and you get extra points for it. You're like, hey, will you marry me? And then she doesn't know that when she loses that thing, you have the ability to find it up to seven more times. <laughs> oh, okay, that way. Okay, I not give it up to seven more girls. Yeah. Oh well, no. Ideally, not. But it's I. I guess it's not good to have a backup plan if you're getting married either. All right. So you buy the eight rings just because the price is so good, and then to show your love and dedication, you throw away seven in front. Well, what if you like over the years, like each year, you get her like another one for one for each finger. Go exactly. can, can you get it up to ten. Or just cut off two of her fingers. Well, I mean, you don't need one for your thumbs necessarily. That's a good point. Yeah. That's eight. You make it like a Brady thing. Like Brady's got yeah. seven. Brady had. They eight can each have a different letter. They can. They can say something across the fists. Fuck um, Utah. Beef. <laughs> Fuck Utah. <laughs> Fuck Utah. I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> Try to get me to soak in shit. I'm not doing it. I'm a Costco member. God damn it. <laughs> Let's see what else Cost- we got. Co. Oh. <laughs> explanation point. Explanation point. Costco. There's <laughs> after Costco. Is that right? C O S T. Yeah, I think so. All right. There's Cost- two left. C-O? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that's. I think that's right. I was just thinking if I had any. Just add two more O's, I guess. Costco. <laughs> <laughs> What's been going on with you guys? Um, not too much. Uh, the other day, I uh, walked in to my grandma on the phone with like one of her old friends, I guess, and he was like, "He's like, I finally did it, niece. 
I finally did it. I uh, I got the coon I've been hunting. <laughs> and she was like, what? And he was like, I shot him five times through the heart. <laughs> With a twenty-two, this cocoon that he was, and he's telling the story about he's like there's this raccoon that was living in this like attic, I guess, and he was saying like I thought this thing was a shapeshifter, maybe like it was damn near indestructible, and I was just dying listening to this call on speaker and with yeah, <laughs> he said he, 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 <laughs> well, he he said it was like damn, he thought it was damn near immortal because he was he was swearing by everything that he shot it. Three times it threw the heart, <laughs> and it kept living. And then he was starting. He was like, and then I, I heard a noise. And I thought it was up in my attic, and I climbed up. And then right to my left, there where he was, there was a raccoon, like one foot away from me. And I pulled out my gun and I put it through the side of his face, and I pulled the trigger, and it just clicked, and he took off. <laughs> and then he said he was talking about how he's like, and then I had to go. I had to buy a sixty dollar trap off the internet, and I set it, and then he got. And I heard it go off one night, and I went and checked it. No raccoon. <laughs> the raccoon got away. And then he said he finally caught it in a cage and walked up and shot it three times in the head. <laughs> he was so oh. proud of it and happy. While it was in the cage? Oh. Yeah, that's the only... It was going to catch the bullet in his mouth and spit it back at him if he tried to catch it out of the cage. He needed to shift into it. Melts at room temperature. It turns into gallium. <laughs> escapes the case. Yeah. So the uh, only interesting update in my life is uh, is my grandma's friend's raccoon hunt. Wow. I'm thinking about if you were to say that in one sentence. If someone said, "Hey, man, how have you been?" You're like, "Oh, good. My grandma's friend finally killed that raccoon. He's been shape shifting in his yard or whatever." <laughs> been shape shifted in the yard or whatever. <laughs> How you been, buddy? I've been good. Have you ever had a... Do you know this guy? Nah, not really. I guess I knew him when I was a baby. He knows me, but uh, he's too old. I don't know. I don't know. This conversation about. was on speakerphone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that she had it up to her ear and he's like... I want the whole damn house to hear. Put this on speed. <laughs> I finally got that fucking thing. <laughs> Go wake Ian up. He was proud of it. Go wake Ian up. <laughs> was she like listening with it? Or were you guys like making eye contact? Like, what is he talking about? Or was she like... Oh, yeah, I was yeah, just that dying thing. laughing. And, she, and they were laughing too. He's funny. He's a funny guy. I wish I would have recorded it. I think I might have. Let's edit it. If I have it, we'll edit it in here. I don't. We'll edit it in where you clap. But if if we don't, now we gotta edit something else in. Yeah, if we don't, we'll do some like pro raccoon stuff. Because we could just swing the other way. Pro raccoon propaganda. What's been going on with you, Riley? Well, actually, some pro raccoon. Uh, propaganda. Uh, <laughs> nah, nothing really. I got stuck in the freezer today at work. That was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, what, how did that happen? Walk me through that. Uh, well, you see, I was in the freezer, uh, and I was putting away some French fries, as you do. And you were, you were uh, at your job, right? Yeah, yeah. In a in a big like walk-in freezer, and uh, yeah. I was back in like a little corner 
had the like little cart or whatever full of uh, stuff, and the lights turn off like automatically, which is unfortunate whenever you're back in the corner behind a cart full of things. Uh, so I wasn't really like stock stock, I guess. But I mean, I was back in the corner for a little while. <laughs> back in the corner, we had a put cart in the dark. You know, I was one dark. in the corner of a freezer in the car in the dark. <laughs> It's cool. It's like negative sixteen degrees there. That could have been your DJ Khaled moment. Oh, like on a jet ski. Yeah, I was on a jet ski. (laughs) That could have also been why I was stuck. You didn't didn't say where you work. We can't say where Riley works, but there's it's indoor jet skis into the walk-ins. Yeah, walk-in freezer. Yeah, walk-in freezer jet ski. Well, the water goes throughout, but you know the water just freezes once so you get done. <laughs> boiling water. It's very, in a freezer. <laughs> yeah, it's, just forces at war with each other. All the forces of nature. They're like, we want a jet ski in this walk-in freezer, but the water keeps turning into ice. So it's like, all right, put a furnace under it. <laughs> this is what HelloFresh is working on at their headquarters while they're like putting all those plastics and all those bags. <laughs> Putting all that plastic in that food. I hope they're not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> We're this one to be. Brought to you by Blue Call <laughs> <laughs> that a fucking segue. <laughs> but you, but you escaped, and you were able to recover from that. Yeah, no, he didn't so escape. Got <laughs> got still in that freezer in there. <laughs> well, at first I also spilled grease gross. all over myself. That was that was fucking. Did you have time you came to home covered in grease. Yeah, what is it? Did you have time mm-hmm. to clean yourself before the episode, or are you still greased? No, he's still covered in grease. Yeah, I'm still covered. I like it. It's kind of like oil a pregame ritual. That's been dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I may date ourselves when we were recording this, but the the Eagles just won the NFC Championship, and they're going to the Super they're Bowl right. for the first time Eagles. since 2018. Um, and everyone's talking about how they have to like grease the poles in Philadelphia so that the citizens don't climb them in celebration. Yeah, <laughs> like a different place there. Well, it's actually it's like a seasonal job, kind of like how you'd hire Christmas help at like a retail store or something. Uh, yeah. Anytime that the like Philly is in any sort of championship or major game, uh, like utility workers will go out with the. The pole, like greases. a painter pole full of grease. With the yeah. paint pole, yeah. yeah. And they they dip it in there, and it's it's important. It's it's actually a real good experience for those kids. Underpaid, but you know that's not it. It's would you call that skilled labor? Let's. I, I had a bunch of stuff to talk about skilled and unskilled labor. Well, I figure we'll turn ha- into it right now. <laughs> well, but the, well, half of that job is is painting the poles in grease, and the other half is making all that goddamn bacon. You know, it's, it's a lot that they got to make to get all that grease. <laughs> That's why I do my part for my city, and when I finish cooking my bacon, I I give back to my community. You lather it up. I pour it down my drain. That way, it gets to where it's supposed to go to to the to the greasers. To the, to well, the greasers, I'm, so they can put it on the poles. But wait, were you stuck inside of the the walk-in for any period of time, or did it just get dark? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it was just your story is like it got dark first. I get I had to get out. I had to get out of the freezer because I couldn't see anymore. In the sense that I had to climb and push a little bit, I was stuck for a second. We're stuck behind this desk right now, and there's nothing we can do about it. <laughs> what can I say? I'm stuck. <laughs> You get stuck sometimes. <laughs> yeah. When you guys finish You're recording, really you've got to turn the lights off before he has time to get upstairs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can you can get stuck anywhere. I was stuck in the outside of the walk-in freezer on the outside. <laughs> I, I also, th- this week we had a, a work conference, and uh, after my work conference, we went to Top Golf, and my job had rented a couple bays and got food and drinks, and I'm not a golfer. I don't think I look like a golfer. I think I'm a better partner to my wife than a golfer would ever be. And I'm comfortable saying, look, this is episode Ooh. one. Expect episode one, golf rhetoric often. We've lost the entire golfer audience already. Episode one. Every show that we start, we like to just exclude one group at the beginning. And it's not if you like golf that you're excluded. It's if you're good at golf, you're excluded. And it mostly yeah. comes from jealousy because of how horrific I am. Uh, if if you've never been to Top Golf, it's a driving range with a bunch of floors, basically. It's nothing crazy. Uh, and I don't look like a golfer. I mean, go- golf didn't golfer. give me these feminine hips. God did. She made me in her image. Amen, brother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Them hips of up Christ like, don't lie. You say, wait, Sorry. did you say Ips of Christ? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Christ is still alive, right? He goes down Christ to a V, God. you know what I mean? Like, you can't help it. It's a Catholic Christ. <laughs> you know, God, yeah. Oh, you can feel his abs. Yeah. God, you can feel his hip bones. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> hip bones exposed. Christ yeah, is my his, favorite. His cloth is, like, a little bit too low. <laughs> Wow! Like you can see a landing strip a little. There's a subreddit for this, definitely. Jesus is tasteful. Jesus is Tom Gutters. But anyway, anyway, so I'm I'm not I'm not a golfer, and I go up there, and you're, you're supposed to hit them. Uh, out where the grass is, and I kept doing this thing where I was, I was almost smoking this lady golfing right next to me because mine were just shanking to the right every time. The first time I did, oh, she's there with her boyfriend, and he's just texting on his phone. The first time I did it, it flew by her, and she just looked at me, uh, and it was just like a forgiving look. Um, she's like, "Oh, I'm terrible at this too. Watch me." And then she hit, and she was horrific but fortunately she was also hitting them right so we were just passing the problem down the bay uh but there's something about being at top golf and this is socially engineered that you'll notice geographically where these things are put they're always right next to the highway do you know why that is cheap real estate 
So you can no. hit cars. Exactly. It's to activate your killer instinct. Yeah. You drive there, you're thinking about how bad you want to T-bone somebody. This is your opportunity. So what what people who are good at top golf will do is they'll blast them. They'll shoot them. They'll shoot. They'll hit them so far. And some of them even look like they go over the net. Um, and I just think the trick is that there's like a second net. There has to be. The net's way further back than you think it is. The ball's way oh. smaller than you think. If I hit it hard enough, go through net, probably. No. It, what, if it catches, yeah. what, if it, what if I hit it so hard it catches fire like in wheat? Like, oh, like, 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 <laughs> right, <laughs> like you're getting a baseball so hard that it's like, oh, I have a home run, but with golf. It's yeah, what if you explode a pigeon goal. like Randy Johnson? Yeah, that was awesome. I mean, a pigeon is a rigid mm-hmm. body, you know? Pigeon's gonna explode. If the if the net were a fence, maybe pigeons got hit. It's probably right. <laughs> it's rigid. Yeah, yeah, the was, <laughs> what if the net was made of pigeons? Pigeon net. You get a good old pigeon net. You replace the pigeons as they're taken out, and then it gives like another game to play. That would be like a pigeon wall almost. Build Are they live or dead? How do you? I'm in support. <laughs> Or to build the wall for the pigeon wall. <laughs> Back to this fucking thing. We have a really fun show for everybody lined up. Uh, Chris Damaris of Rooster Teeth was nice enough to stop by uh, and bullshit with us for a second. We had talked to him a little bit. We emailed, we communicated, and most of those communications were about whether or whether or not we were going to be wearing swim trunks during the recording. I'll let you guys decide whether or whether or not that happened. Coming up next, Chris Damaris, but first. Oh, Chris, buddy. Hey. Chris, hey, how's it going? Welcome. How are you? Yeah, Ian, you're late. Get a fee at. What's up? What's up? That would work out the way it was supposed to. I had to learn to swim to be able to buy swim trunks. Yeah, we wanted to try to set up something where we could reveal that all of us are wearing swim trunks. We didn't really have a great way to do that, um, but we want to welcome Chris from Rooster Teeth, and we also <laughs> want to know we we'd emailed, we'd coordinated, I'll say, uh, and I had asked you to wear swim trunks. The result of whether or not you're wearing swim trunks is currently unknown. Yeah, well, first, thanks for having me, um, and. Second, uh, thanks for you know being the first interview to that I've done. That that it was like, hey, be comfortable. Yeah, both both you know like conversationally and attire. Oh yeah, all oh, right. Well, yes. yes. Now, I d- I am curious because I've been trying to I've been look at doing some research. Uh-huh. Is are your swim trucks netted? Are they netted? Is there a net? Your Instagram. My Instagram? (laughs) Yeah. It's hard to just trying to find pictures of you in swim trunks and trying to be able to tell, like, you can't really, it's hard to tell if there's a net under the swim trunks. Yeah. Yeah. Or if there's even a requirement of swim trunks in the first place. Well, there's often a net for like genital holding. Yeah. yeah, I'm aware of the net. Um, Okay. This. I'm not. I'm not wearing a net. I'm. I'm raw dogging it. Um, nice. And, did you have uh, to cut the net out, or did you buy it like that? You know, they do sell them without the net. Um, okay. Do this they? Is where the, they do. Not at yeah, Target. Maybe, 
Yeah, well, it co- you know, sometimes it costs extra to have it without the net, which is weird. You know, you think uh, it actually it's less material. My limited research on think. whether they need the net or not was inconclusive, so I appreciate you yeah. delivering your findings to me. In terms so, of the net, I, I mean, growing up, I was very pro-net. Um, and, you know, one, it just stemmed from, you know, like exposure. You know, I was like, as a kid... You don't want you don't want your 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 little little bits exposed, right? And I actually had an unfortunate experience where a friend was on a diving board, and I was like kind of below, and I think we were playing some sort of game where we were tossing a ball, and I look up, toss the ball, and I saw his balls, uh, uh, and uh, yeah, and then I was like, that's why you don't go without a net. But now, then as I got older, you realized it was okay to see your friend's balls. Well, no, no, I realized that if you. It's a power play to show your balls oh, to your friends. They're young. Like if they yeah. look up, you look up at that diving board. God. Yeah. Fritz, will you cut out my net right I will cut out <laughs> your net right now. <laughs> Man, if we learn. It careful. is a power play. Yeah. Careful with the cutting. I generally <laughs> better to cut when you're not wearing them. But yeah, that's true. But. You know, well, it could be nice to leave some of the net. You could just if you if you cut while you're wearing them, then you can have just exactly your penis and vegetables free to dangle. That's true, and then you create the illusion that you burst free of the net, like you can't be. That's true. You yeah, can't, <laughs> like oh, like we caught this wild beast in this net. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Boom! He's this this tiger's out. Yeah, if you only cut a hole for your yeah. genitals where they bursted through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I left I the got, net. I kept the swim trunks. I've got like a sheer. Oh. Yeah, Man. it's it's awesome. You just got the net. That that's also that's that's bold. I like that. Yeah. It's more like like swimsuit lingerie. You know, it's like nothing but net. It's like when yeah. it's not full. Yeah, there you go. That's awesome. That's if really it's good. Not, it's it's not a fully nude beach. They just want to be able to see your genitals through mesh. It's good for that type of occasion. Yeah. But, uh, Chris, we invited you on to hang out with us and ask you a couple questions. Uh, we're, we're just going to start off by saying what we're drinking. I'm having a Heineken. My guys have coffee cups. I just want to let you know that is deceit. <laughs> there is no coffee in either of their coffee cups. There is an like, energy drink. Yep. It's currently a little poured into this, which is close enough. It's well, also not great for whatever time it is. Well, so that's interesting because I was going to say like coffee before bed. It's like, oh, you don't want the caffeine. But then you do it. You know, I was like, but then you said, oh, it's not coffee, but it's energy drink, which is worse than coffee as far as like. Uh, Right. Yes, sir. But the the whole concept with the. Oh, mine. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, uh, I just have a Heineken. (laughs) You mean that's not coffee this whole time? Yeah, you mean <laughs> you mean you asked <laughs> wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. No, he asked us specifically <laughs> to at least oh look God. like we're drinking coffee. Bullshit. <laughs> all right, Ian, go back upstairs. Chris, we have a couple <laughs> questions for you. First, I'd love to know what you're drinking. <laughs> I'm not leaving. I'm gonna I don't wanna miss this. Um well I've just got tea with just a tiny little bit of rum. Okay. There you go. Good for Man. you. That's top shelf stuff. I buy my rum at the Rite Aid, like I'm from the Thank East it. Coast, and I am. We have a couple questions prepared for you, and we're going to cover some work stuff. I think you've worked on a lot of projects that 
we all think are awesome. I didn't know about Black Box Down until like last month somehow. Uh, so that's incredible. We're going to cover that. We're going to cover some of the work that you've done with Rooster Teeth over the last nearly 12 years or something like that. I mean, that's insane. I mean, we have long... some way less important stuff to start with. Uh, uh, so we're, we're going to kick it off with, I have, I have two questions. One is a would you rather, one isn't. Which one okay. would you like first? Uh, would you rather? I uh, would rather, would you rather? You would rather, rather, or would you yes. rather? Got this other question is excellent. Though, and you're missing out by delaying the inevitable. Well, I like I like to like you know, edge. Yeah, you know, like build up that tension. <laughs> all right, all right. Edging our buddies remotely, a little bit of rum. All right, so we're gonna do it. Would you rather? Um, I don't know which one of these. Are, okay, okay. This is a really good one, and you have to answer these uh, honestly. Okay. Every time you miss a call for the rest of your life. You have to make a dog smoke a pack of cigarettes. Or would you rather twice per year you have to impregnate an alien? Now, here are the two pieces of context that I think are really important. Firstly, uh, the alien is provided the dog is not. Okay. Well, does it? does the dog oh. want to smoke the cigarettes? I'm like um, enabling or... Am I? I don't know. That's a good question. If he's starting the dog's addiction yeah. on cigarettes, or has the dog had a cigarette before? And I'm yeah. Like and I'm the I'm arch nemesis like, of Ruff McGruff or something. Yeah, because not very many dogs are eighteen in adult years, so it's hard. For, I'd probably be buying the cigarettes. Yeah. And, you know, so I think it's reasonable it. to assume uh, that the dog had no previous history smoking cigarettes. I think that comes implied with the. With the question, <laughs> these okay. are these are dogs that are wet behind the ears, cigarette wise. <laughs> <laughs> and how much has the alien smoked? Uh, I would like that <laughs> clarification as well. And do they smoke uh, at, like a cigarette after sex? Yeah, you know, or a in bed. after sex smoker. Well, here's the other part, and you, if you still want to smoke this thing up when you're done, that's fine. But here's just a piece of context I think that's important. This is not. It is an alien. It is not intelligent life. I feel like but that. it wants to have sex. No, no, it's like a. <laughs> it's, Chris, it's not about that. Well, it's also it doesn't not want to have. Well, you were saying you get about all... alien sex until I found out that you know, like, you know, I, I'm all about you know the consensual sexual experience. I'm gonna have it, to give that dog some cigarettes. I, it's it's not, not that it also. It's not intelligent enough to not... no okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not selling me. You're still <laughs> You're not selling them on the alien right now. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, but sign think me up. Of it like, oh. Uh-huh. It doesn't it's not it doesn't have eyes or ears. It yeah, has less senses. senses. Yeah. You're making it worse. <laughs> yeah. So what you're just what you're saying is I'm gonna go to an I'm gonna get some like an alien like plant. <laughs> yeah. And have uh -huh. sex with it? Well, how uh -huh. much does the, does your answer change significantly if the alien is like, to say, twenty percent smarter than you are? <laughs> well, if yeah, I mean, if if they're smarter, yeah, then they can consent. Yeah, yeah, and they're and they're like into it. Then yeah, I'd say the alien, okay. even without having seen not, the alien, right? They're not, really not into it. Okay, it's yeah. there. They signed up for this. They this is part of 
they did a would you rather and this was their choice. But wow. I guess that's co that's coercing. So I guess that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me let me add one more layer, and I just I just want to see that you have to have to think about this. It's no longer a carton of cigarettes. It's like you know, the, like the wide pack where it's got like all the cigarettes. It's like the eight cartons of cigarettes. Oh, I don't. I think so. I, I'm As not a, a big smoker. Yeah. So, but yeah, <laughs> yeah big, but you're not going to do it to your dog. Oh, so okay. so you're, you have to find a dog. The dog not provided. Yeah, yeah. And I get to pick the age of the... It could be like, all right, yeah. Then maybe I'll do the dog, and it'll be a dog that's like, you know, or on its way out, and I'll be like, hey, you know, have, have some cigarettes. Like, you know how they'll give cigarettes to people right before, you know, like... Uh, the end of the world. Yeah, yeah. Smoke it's them like, if you got them. Yeah, and then yeah. just tell the dog, like, you're about to be put down in an hour. Smoke these. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I don't know. I don't buy it. I don't <laughs> buy it. I, am I the only I one here that would impregnate that little plant thing? <laughs> I, I like that you have, like, there is a right or wrong answer. Yeah, you're like, you rather. <laughs> I is don't that buy that... it. You're the one selling it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me do this. Let me get let's let's try this again. Let me give you one more. I'm going to make you wait on the excellent question that you passed over earlier, okay? All right. Uh, I'll increase suspense for it because it is beyond belief. It's like a Sean Evans question. Okay. Would you rather every flight for the rest of your life you have to put a chastity cage on the pilot? Uh, here's here's an asterisk already. If it's a female pilot, you have to wear the chastity cage until deboarding. Or, or <laughs> every time you see somewhere that sells soft pretzels, you have to eat one. And every soft pretzel you eat, uh, you forget all of your passwords to all of your online accounts. Oh, that's the hard of bringing it in your passwords. Yeah, well, and it's like not like you. You have an old phone number on some of the like your Wells yeah. Fargo has like an old number on it. Well, well I'm question about the chastity thing. So, oh yeah, shoot. I mean, like, I wasn't planning on like you know having sex on the plane, right? Uh, Especially with the, with the pilot, pilot or or myself, or you know. So, what? what how's that? Why are you what's... flying JetBlue then? <laughs> that makes like sense. you're flying all wrong yeah uh, <laughs> I mean, what are the miles I, for i mean i i just don't it doesn't seem like like a too big of an inconvenience what you know what the chastity belt thing uh, but also i like pretzels <laughs> um, yeah. so and you might find like pleasure and resetting all your passwords perhaps you're a freak of of that nature it's like a little mystery that you have to solve every time yeah. you open your every time i see a pretzel am i aware of this can i avoid areas that have soft pretzels i think Ooh. so wait, wait wait so yes but you have to delete no even better i get to i get to pick half the contacts from your phone and delete it so you get the decision up front whether or not Hold on. You get the decision up front whether or not you can avoid pretzels. But if you choose to avoid pretzels, I get uh, to delete half the contacts from your phone. I mean, that'd be okay. A lot of people I don't want to contact anyway. That's that's that, that, that oh, sounds okay. like service. 
Yeah. I like that this is just like fit as many like <laughs> factors onto a would you rather as possible to make it <laughs> as complex as possible and fit as many would you rathers into one question. Yeah. We've only got it for half an hour, guys. <laughs> I think that you're completely underthinking that, and it would be such a nightmare to put in all your passwords again. And imagine if, you, like, what if your life gets more complicated with age? You know, like, you're thinking about your abilities now. How well, hard is it going to be to reset a password in your 70s? That's true. That is and they might be, like, hologram passwords. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I guess, I, I guess I'll wear the chastity belt or, or, Who's, or you how, have to put it on the pilots. You don't wear it unless you have a female they, they, pilot. They're in, they're like into it. They are not into <laughs> No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. taking away the consent. It'd be like a weird, like boarding ritual. Like, all right, let's put on, you know. Do our checklist. Do we have the chastity belt? Yeah. No. You have to do it while while the <laughs> you have to do it while the hostess tells everyone to buckle up. You have to buckle up the like pilots. <laughs> oh, that's it. So the he wants the chastity belt on, but his thing uh -huh. is that he's gonna be like bratty about it, and he's gonna like pretend, you know, whatever. Uh, and it's part of the on-flight boarding stuff. So they they do like the airbags come down, and they show you how to put it on, and then the entire, you know cabin yeah has to watch you wrestle this chastity belt on the person who's about to fly this plane yeah, I'm, gonna go like, with, I'm gonna go with the pretzels i guess <laughs> oh man i'm not good at making them even <laughs> i mean i, I, I just feel like pretzels so you know when you think of a soft pretzel do you think of like an annie ants what is that okay, i'm thinking so of like the Pretzel you might get at, I don't know, like a, a an event, like a, a movie, or yes, like a movie theater, or a, a, a sporting event. I don't, <laughs> I don't go to, I don't really go to sporting events very often. So that's why I'm like, I, I, I think I can avoid malls and sporting events. You know, yeah, that's a that's a good point. And movies, I might just like close my eyes while I walk through the <laughs> lobby. But if you see, but if somebody next to you, like in the theater, ordered one and you glimpse over, that might right. be a problem. True. Well, yeah. Yeah. Get right back into it, and that's that's easy. I don't like the pretzels at like a movie theater because I feel like the skin is leathered and rough, like a working man. There's <laughs> a lot of value to like a a mall pretzel where it's soft. And you get like you get like the cream cheese with it. You get the icing. That's what. That's, that's yeah. That's what yeah. I'm picturing too. <laughs> Those are completely different. Pretzel, yeah. Well, yeah. So, pretzel, final answer. Very good. I think that's reasonable. Um, I can't wait on this next one. You are in for a treat. All right. What I'm separates? Wait, wait, wait. I want to <laughs> put my camera up to the up to the screen. Uh, what separates the wheat from the chaff? <laughs> Chris Damaris, what separates the wheat from the chaff? The wheat from the what? The chaff. What separates the weak from the strong? What are your opinions Chaff. on? <laughs> See, I was thinking like, <laughs> I was thinking chafing, <laughs> like wheat from the chafe. Uh, and I, and I guess I, yeah, weak from the chafe. I mean, I I would say probably like um, 
I don't know. Uh, uh, something that keeps you from chafing. <laughs> net. Like net, a butter. Net, so net, net, net. You're screwed. You're netless right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not. Your shaft is not protected. Um, this separates the weak from the strong. What separates the weak from the strong? If you were to make an overall statement generalizing <laughs> what separates the wheat from the chaff, what would it be? Uh, uh, and then um, we'll ask you some rooster teeth stuff. <laughs> I feel like peanut butter. Um, it, like it's got a lot of pro. People eat peanut butter. I feel like tend to be stronger and or like that's like protein and like you know. So pro- I don't know. People You're have a lot. Right. Yeah. Oh, I had for dinner with Reese's Pieces. Exactly. <laughs> I, I could tell by by, just like, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's man. a man who eats that, peanut butter. That guy is Wait, peanut butter creamy? all the time. Is, it, is there a difference between like, do you have to eat crunchy or creamy? I don't think so. I think I it's think just so like too. peanut butter. It's yeah. like yeah, hey, just all peanut butter. Someone who's like got protein, they're they're strong. They you know they don't even care if there's jelly on their peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> strong fun. people didn't exist until George Washington Carver yeah. invented peanut butter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would you agree that creamy peanut butter sort of has like a like a, a classier air to it, whereas crunchy peanut butter is more of a punk vibe? Punk. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I I agree with that. It's like I don't care if there's pieces of the nuts all up in it. Yeah, yeah so like, leave a nut or two. Okay. That's whatever. Yeah, my parents have... never loved me. <laughs> exactly. It never had anything to do with the nuts. This, yeah, was, can, this was a steak nut. Yeah, yeah, fuck any authority that demands the like chunks of nuts be separated from the cream of nuts. Yeah, <laughs> punk as hell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Crunchy peanut butter is punk. Yeah, I'm not thinking it. You could show up to a show with crunchy peanut butter and also probably like really fit in. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Like, you could be like the crunchy too. peanut butter guy. Drunk yeah, snatching handfuls of peanut butter out of the jar. I definitely have. Yeah. Are you kidding me, man? Let me get in there. Yeah. You show <laughs> you up with walk your, it your net only swimsuit with your chunky peanut butter and you rock <laughs> chunky out. Chunky peanut butter. All the damn. Oh. <laughs> Would you take, here's an opportunity. You're at a show. You're standing. The opening band is horrible. You're looking for salvation in every corner of the room and you see a man uh-huh. with a jar of peanut butter approach. He's offering the dip of your, the, the dip of the tip of the bottle of beer your whole thing is that cool yeah he like dips it on top he like takes it and like i mean it like it it leaves you a coating and then you have a little bit to like lick on but then because just seems polite to me i don't know what else i would do it yeah i mean in that circumstance i don't know who wouldn't it's polite yeah yeah I think so too, as long as it were crunchy. Get that creamy stuff out of here. Well, yeah, you wouldn't be at a punk show with creamy peanut butter, obviously. No, no they're they're you at, would be. They're they're, they're Swifties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't have that at Paramore. <laughs> <laughs> they bust out the fire hose. <laughs> Water pressure you doing against the wall? And you had looked. Uh, we, we, we had done a little bit of research for the show and Chris, I just want to say that we are legitimately big fans of 
your work. We're huge rooster teeth people. I think that when a lot of people say rooster teeth, you have to be one of the first names that people think of. Um, I don't know how that feels for you, whether that's good or bad, but that's probably decent. I think <laughs> I, 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 I had told a, a couple of my, my friends, just some of the guests that we're having on, and I went to this list of five or six people, and almost every one of them stopped me at you. So I, I think that that's a pretty oh. good sign. You're like the A-lister. <laughs> well, uh, that's that, that's nice of you to say to me, and um, but I also feel like it's insulting your other guests. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when you see <laughs> my other guests, are you kidding me? <laughs> we got you and we got, you know, Badlands Chugs. We got him. He does those <laughs> spray cranberry chugs. He's actually an exceptional performance athlete. If, if we really <laughs> want to talk about it. Well, we had discussed a couple different topics to bring up. Ian had brought up how on a couple years ago, the, the, the Booster Teeth podcast, you guys did a segment called The Spot of Science with Sally oh, wait, that was It was yeah. its own show, correct? Like, yeah, oh, was it its own show? We, yeah, we did like a, a little like mini series of it where we did like, I think it was like six episodes. Hey. Like little short little like, maybe five ten minute type thing. yeah yeah i was i really like i really enjoyed those yeah. a lot i like when she was just like Sally page came on the actual podcast and just heard it dynamic with you guys mm-hmm. but um i just thought i thought it might be funny to uh so basically the segment like the way that show worked and correct me if i'm wrong is like you get uh questions from the audience and they would be asked to you first and you would try to answer them for the best of your ability and then you get a more scientific answer from someone who's a, a biologist, I believe she is. Um, she, I, yeah. 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 I know. She, um, I think she's got, she's very well educated. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> then any probably of take all of her education and it would be like the same as if you took like half the employees of the company all added up. Right. A hundred percent. Well, I thought it would be funny. I went back and I found some <laughs> questions that... You answered, and then I know that you've at least heard the answer to from her explaining it. Uh-huh. Just see how good your retention is. Well, if you, uh, <laughs> as a while ago, you inferior. Not going to no. be overwhelming. It's it's stuff that we can prove oh. that you've at least heard the answer to. Stuff I should know. <laughs> In theory, should yeah. know. It's it's also I also kind of want Morgan pro- to answer them as well, just so you don't feel as like if you don't remember them, you can feel okay because i'm sure morgan won't know some of the correct answers as well all right well let's all right well um, pop quiz yeah so uh and if you if you want to hear i i also am just going to go off of my memory of what sally and i've just rewatched them recently but what she said the correct like answer is if you want to hear it explained way more intelligently sure you can go back and watch the start (laughs) of the uh, spot of science um all right so the first question is why do you get the feeling you're about to fall when you're falling asleep? That was one of the questions that was asked. I remember that. Yes. Uh, it, I don't, I also, that was a long time ago. <laughs> I understand. Uh, why I, do I get the feeling? You get, I think it's like, is it like you're, you're, you're uh, so it's either your something in your your inner ear equilibrium maybe or or maybe like your uh subconscious like flipping into like a, a 
stream or something like uh, to, to to different state and it like creates yeah you're fall it feels like you're falling into a yeah. different state of consciousness yeah it, all right what morgan do you have i'll, I'll see what oh, morgan, yeah, no. morgan can answer this as well <laughs> oh uh, yeah what... no i'm gonna nail these i'm ready <laughs> yeah why do you why do you get the feeling you're about to fall when you're falling asleep occasionally like some people many people do because you're sleeping too fast yeah you're, you're like you're rushing through it and... okay no you're just trying to like you know you go to bed and you're like you're it's the end of the night so you set the timer and you're like i fall asleep right now i'll, I'll wake up at i'll get eight hours of sleep and i'll wake up at this time uh but you're sleeping too fast if you just slow the hell down you'll be fine <laughs> okay all right well i'll say both of you were wrong but chris oh. i believe that kind of like falling into a separate like thing of consciousness was also your guess on, the, on that episode. <laughs> so it's I, funny that you didn't I hear her correction. Hey, I'm, I'm consistent. <laughs> yeah, I'm you're consistently consistent, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I guess the correct answer was she basically explained that it's your muscles are just like fully relaxed. And the only time that your muscles should be fully relaxed, your body thinks that you're falling because the only time you're like, and, or it's like when they start to brace for a fall, and that's what like jolts you awake. But just because your muscles are fully relaxed, that uh, it, your body just basically gets confused. Huh? Was, Can your least, muscles I mean, get like Chad, a, you, wire you awake? That what was it? Can your muscles be completely relaxed while you're awake, or is that exclusive to when your anxiety is sleeping? Uh, maybe Chris can call Sally. And- <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that you don't know anything. Other- I don't know any. I just don't, I don't I, none of us are informed on me. <laughs> all right, um, but all right. How I, many I did have, you have? I have three total. We can like stop if we want. <laughs> no, let's let's do let's do all three. We'll run them. Okay, so there is a beetle. I believe it's called the bomb bomb bombardier beetle that awesome. spits acid. That's like in like a hundred degree temperature, it's like a hundred and something. See, I'm also, I, these aren't going to be super accurate, but somebody's question was, why doesn't the acid inside of its body burn like off its legs when it shoots the acid? Uh, it's like boiling hot. Why doesn't it burn through its own body? Basically. Yeah. I also remember this, <laughs> but also don't. Yeah. Uh, you remember the question. <laughs> is it? Okay. Is it that the uh, the spit has a chemical reaction when exposed to the air and it heats it like that creates makes it hotter when it comes out, or it's got some sort of like uh, uh, the the lining of, of its stomach and whatnot is um, almost like a like. Does it dissolve through? It has a higher melting point than whatever the <laughs> acid or whatever is at. Like a really strong stomach, in other words. Yeah, right. Okay, that is a good. Does it have like when it hits the air? Was like your the first part of your answer? I yeah, those are my two like, kind of guesses. Okay, Morgan, do you have a guess on why the bombardier beetle doesn't uh, burn itself with its own acid? I do, and I want to say that I would love to see this dialogue written from like a court stenographer. <laughs> I think that I can afford. Mine and Chris's answer is really funny. Written out. 
Uh, you know how sometimes when you microwave something, it uh, will have you keep the lid on, but sometimes you take the lid off? Well, my yeah. answer is that whatever the variable that determines whether or not you take the lid off is the same variable. Final answer. <laughs> oh, I don't know what that <laughs> means. That an answer? You just well, used the not... word variable. <laughs> oh, I did. I, mean... I used it to it. Is that not an answer? I think that makes sense. The reason that your Marie Calendar pie needs to be covered or not covered is the same reason that your venomous, potent toxicity is fine inside okay. you, and then you let it out, and it's toxic. Well, okay, that could be pretty good. All right. Uh, well, yeah. I don't. Think Chris is not on board either. with that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Chris is close. I'm just upset that you you beat me. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's. I think Chris is pretty close with when it touches the cat meowing. I think Chris is close for that when it touches the air. So it's basically the chemicals that cause it to get that hot are stored in separate places inside oh, of its body. Oh. And then when they when it spits it all out, they connect and instantly, and they usually go further than, like it shoots it at a distance and can aim its like abdomen to spit it and it avoids its own body. It was like a combination of that and it kind of works like a like an engine in that it spits out super hot the liquid super hot and then also like a cooling agent basically so that its own body temperature never gets too high in any way that's it, a, it was a complex answer i didn't necessarily expect you to remember it perfectly that's that's a cool beetle i think science. you were close with it? it like when it exits the body that's when it activates it's not at the same temperature inside of the beetle's body yeah we were wondering whether or not, like, the eyes would roll to the back of your head. I can see you as one of those types with just, like, perfect photographic memory. <laughs> yeah. You would feel like, i recalling the specific, can you, if, I, if we could give you the exact date and you could recall. Um, right. We just have to tell you, then, like, whether or not the Texans won that day. And then you, <laughs> you would know. So this was a little small one for the last uh, Why do dogs walk in circles on... The, like when they're about to lay down or in uh when they're about to sit down aren't okay they're either nesting or they're like you know patting the ground down to kind of create a little nest or is it about like figuring out what direction is like like the 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 sun's at or something like trying to get their directional bearings so they, they have like the to face so laying the in, indoors when they're going to bed in like a doggy bed and they're spinning around do they know the direction of the sun maybe i don't know that would be impressive Whoa. i don't understand how like birds know which direction to fly if they're like at the equator you know what i mean like how do they know like migrating some sort of like yeah like trying to figure out where they are in relation yeah. to the sun and or the exit. I don't know. Yeah, they can pick up on frequencies that we can't even uh, on magnetic fields. Morgan, do you have a guess for this? I do. Uh, and mine is another analogy. Uh, I remember Sally Page being very analogous. I feel like I feel like the answer to this is the answer to something else as well. Uh, here it is. You know how it's easier to fall asleep after you drink a beer? Right? Uh, Are you yeah. with me? Sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Well, that's what happens when a dog <laughs> takes a couple spins on the way home. 
So it's that's all dizzy. you're doing. You're getting dizzy so that you fall asleep faster. And it's a trick. Mike, uh, I have family that uses that. <laughs> oh, getting the, they're getting the spins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They're giving getting the themselves spins. the spins. That's out. The if they do it enough, they just black out and <laughs> don't remember their actions from the previous night. Uh, so the correct answer, I guess, is um, I guess <laughs> uh, is that it, they're used to like uh, through evolution, like they're used to living in tall grass. So they flattened down the grass, and it was also like uh, a lot of the conversation was based around um, where like why dogs sniff around and have to choose where they poop and it was a bit like that was also another reason like territorially they just wanted to make sure their poop could be seen in the tall grass so they would walk uh. around in circles and stomp it down so the nesting well. you're yeah i think you, you, you probably yeah, you yeah, get a point that was we're getting out but giving out points which sure that was really good I think you wait did either of us get a point in the first two questions so Chris is up one point to my zero points. Yeah, he's got two. I think he's got two because I'd say the bombardier beetle. Yeah, the beetle I'll one. I'll take half. I'll take half. He takes half. He I don't, don't half. think I. He gets one yeah. and a half points. Well, how many points do where, I? Have? Where do you think you get half for this one? Yeah. Uh, none. <laughs> oh. Humiliating. <laughs> In front of Chris, you could have told well, me that I mean, after Chris, the show. Chris has heard all of these answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was here for it. <laughs> Chris, we want to talk about some of the rooster teeth stuff that you've been involved with and have helped to create over the years. Um, there are a couple of different shows that we just have different questions about. Uh -huh. Social Disorder, I think, was such an ahead-of-its-time show, uh, which is funny to say about something from 2014, but I think it's true. <laughs> like, I, I feel like you guys just did such a good job. In Social Disorder... Sorry, uh... <laughs> There's a, I have a cap. <laughs> I, I, I've noticed. Yeah, he might have noticed. This Has cat, he been by in the us? way, he, he's been <laughs> in this a lot. All climbing. You haven't seen him? You haven't noticed him climbing around you? I was just also, pretending he wasn't there. This cat is also, he like, Morgan like, has been my roommate <laughs> in the past. And uh, I had to live with this cat and it was a danger and a menace. Like every day I was scared. This cat could kill us at any minute. He's a panther. <laughs> That's good. It keeps you on your toes. Yeah, he keeps you on yeah. your toes for sure. He's, it That's... was like his conscious choice to keep us alive, this cat. Like, he could have killed us at any minute. That's oh. Cathew. Cat is short for Cathew, as Matt is short for Matthew, as, as I always say. <laughs> uh, so, Social Disorder, for those unaware of Chris's previous work, is a live-action, in-camera show. Uh, and I didn't know, but according to one of the fandom wikipedia's a network ordered a pilot and didn't end up picking it up i was hoping you could talk to us about what that process was like uh yeah um i mean it it was uh it was fun i mean uh it was like working with uh some you know another another uh development company and uh another kind of production company and collaborating on on what um a TV version of the show would be like, and let's uh, go back. Start so start to finish. It at what point were you able to pitch to a network? Was it before or after it aired online? Oh, this was after we had finished the because we did two seasons of it, um, and then and then I remember uh, we had a conversation and we we're like, oh, I feel like <laughs> we're good for now. We we're busy with other projects. Like, mm -hmm. I think we're good. We're happy with like what we did with the show. 
and uh, weren't planning on making any more, at least in this format. And we're like, we'd be open to do it, you know, again, doing more like on uh, TV and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that ended up, you know, at least getting an opportunity to 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 do a pilot for it, and it was right. fun. Um, and uh, you know, like many, like most pilots, uh, nothing it uh right. comes from them, but the, it's yeah. still like good, you know, good experience and uh, a lot of fun. Are you allowed to say the network? I don't know if I am, so I'll just not. That's, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's completely fair. Uh, <laughs> we're just gonna bleep in like True TV. <laughs> no, <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> uh was that decision process long like when you so I've, I've never pitched a show i barely finished high school when when you <laughs> pitch a show how long until you know like what oh. they get the pilot they review it or you edit the pilot send it over and the executive team makes a decision from there yeah i mean it was honestly like a little because it was weird we were Working with other, I think it varies depending upon the situation. We yeah. were working. There was like a couple layers to this, so, uh, but, uh, yeah. I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's like we we hadn't even finished. Like I would say the post for the thing, uh, but they were like you know making because they did. I, like a lot of pilots don't go all the way through like coloring and uh, things like that right. because well. They don't air inherently. A lot of, even shows will sh- make a pilot and then they'll reshoot a pilot for uh, actual airing. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it very. I've only I've only done the one, so <laughs> I'll let you know. What I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Keep me in touch. I think it's funny that like the like I'm trying to think of a show that would have benefited like if if you could have color corrected everything then it would have gotten picked up and otherwise it wouldn't have because i'll tell you wizard of oz was fucking amazing the color version (laughs) (laughs) i thought they made big leaps and bounds i don't know if i saw the black and white if i would agree to let it and i know it was it was gonna be a hit i just want to be honest with it uh what do you guys think that you would have made more social distortion or was the show at sort of a natural end at that point Oh, we had already decided at prior to the, um, doing a pilot that we we're ha- happy at the time with the uh, show. As we, I mean, the last episode was me and my ten-year high school reunion. I was like, yeah. okay, so yeah, this is a good a good one to end on. Um, yeah, yeah. And they were like, we're not opposed to making more, but like for now, we're we're like happy with it. You know? Yeah, I like. I, if I feel happy with where something's at and it's, uh, I like to, you know, end things before you're tired of it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Not just yeah, stretching. no, I mean, well, do you have any advice for Fritz? Cause he's got a girlfriend upstairs that he has just been, <laughs> oh my God, dragging on. I just feel like you should end that. Yeah. No, no. I mean, that's, a th- I've been there. Um, <laughs> uh if she you know if you want to bring her down we could do the take care of this right now we i could kind of mediate we could i mean i could i could bring her down if you want but i mean it's really your call not mine <laughs> she's not a but, very intelligent but, life form so i don't know that she would pick up on it is he got her pregnant and then it's like you have to marry her at that point but <laughs> <laughs> there's there's that that her, in common. kill a dog with cigarettes 
Right. <laughs> he's, he's from America. She's from outer space. It's just sort of a thing. Or cross lovers. I'll tell you, man, can she drink? I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you know anybody from space. Uh, but I, I feel like every person I've ever met from space is a Modelo drinker. <laughs> that does not sound right. I mean, I like I drink Modelo. I like oh. I drink Modelo. It's nothing against Modelo. I just. I just feel like oh yeah, I knew you tried Modelo. I felt like uh, that's a Texas thing. Is it? We yeah. can get distribution yeah, on Modelo. Mm. Modelo <laughs> is. This, I, I I like the. I'm in South Carolina, and our our South Carolina markets are filled with like some of the grossest like Asheville IPAs. But I'm like a I'm a Coors Light guy as a Farisa, which is not great historically. But I gotta say, as an underweight guy, and Chris, I'll tell you, these swim trunks are a size 26 waist. Uh, I've got sort of a little belly that I'm working on. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, that, that's what Coors will do. I drink Coors a lot in college. That was like my that's it's a, when yeah. I drink Coors, I'm like mm, in college. Yeah, it's a college. It's a drinking drinking coffin for college for sure. Oh, so what's a 26 year old beer? What were you drinking at 26? Because um, I drink Shiner. I drink Shiner then. That was my Shiner phase. Shiner. 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 Next year is going to be my Shiner phase. I'm 25 uh, right now. Good, good for you. And I appreciate it. Chris, you do a podcast called Black Box Down with mm -hmm. Gus Sorolla. Uh, Black Box Down for those uninitiated is a true crime podcast in the air. I actually think it's one of the most unique pods on the market. Ooh, I thank you. Yeah. No clue about that podcast until a couple of weeks ago. Uh, how fucking awesome is that? I, my question for you about the show, it just specifically, and I, I'd love for you to talk generally about it, is when you fly, does all of this extra information you have about flight disasters help you to feel safer, or does it hurt you and make you feel more vulnerable? I think it helps. I, I really do think a lot of people, I and mean, people have said this um, who have listened to the show, they said uh, that it's helped them overcome a fear of flying because really I, it is a show about, um, you know, and planes crashing often, right? That's, I mean, that's a typical episode covers like a plane, an incident happening with a plane and then right. detailing like what had the investigation and what they found then it ends on a really like what they change what the airline industry changed to make flying safer and why these things don't happen again yeah. and it really like you really kind of get to understand like at this stage like there, there's so many um safeguards for flying and and, and backups of backups that um it's it really is very safe yeah and so i think it, it kind of reassures you because you know if you just if you don't fly often and you watch movies then you just assume planes crash like 50 percent of the time yeah. um but uh i mean they're, they're really safe so yeah I, I think it i think it generally does make you makes me and i think if you listen to it makes you feel better about flying. yeah i've listened to it a bit and i think i listened to it before i had ever actually taking a bit on a plane even oh wow um and wow. i i also would i definitely agree with like it kind of learning about like air disasters just really shows you like how much self-correcting and like trial and error like it's fine like 
there's so much like detail that goes into like figuring out what went wrong and how to prevent it from happening again. And just like understanding the actuality of the statistics of how rare some of these events are definitely does like, yeah. I think it, I think it made me probably, I think I had felt safer on the flight having listened to black box down. And if you want to do the black box down challenge, you can listen to it on the flight. Yeah. There you go. Oh, wow. That's got to be horrific. Play it really loud for the people around you to just hear about like a bunch of technical right. terms about like what goes wrong in airplanes. Just sorry, guys, yeah, I forgot my headphones. Yeah. My pad on this. Take out the <laughs> video. That's fine. I I like the show. I, I I truthfully, I'm such a big Rooster Teeth guy, and I had no clue about it. Just maybe even like two months ago, I I wasn't aware of the program. It's super informative. You guys are excellent on the show were you interested in you guys might have answered this in later episodes you have to forgive me i'm uninitiated uh yeah. very new listener was this something that you and gus shared as an interest together or was this just an opportunity that kind of came up well um gus it's it had been working on the show and when i heard about it i remember telling him like that's a really good idea joe i think that's a great i think it's a great concept for a show um and then later on when you know he was looking for you know a co-host i was like oh I, I mean i would i told him i was like no pressure i would love to be uh involved i think it's a great idea i think it's amazing you know i just think it's great um and uh that worked out for me because <laughs> i got to be a part of a really cool show um, yeah and, and and i didn't really know anything about planes i and I think that I try to approach uh, the show like that for where I I just try to ask questions that someone who doesn't know anything about flying or doesn't know about the industry as much would ask just so it feels it's, it's um, accessible. Yeah. Uh, and even even still, now that I know more, I still try and, um, you know, ask the things that I... I think that people might want to, you know, would know. Yeah, yeah. I, and that being said, I don't know that much. <laughs> I'm, you're sort of by default in the plane crash business. Ah, is that <laughs> a business? So... I guess it is. I guess there, it, it is a business. I, there's people <laughs> who investigate crashes. There's yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. There's hmm. people who test the planes and and um. You know, I can yeah. It's, it's a little dark to think about people yeah making I mean, money, could, but it's good. Like other, I mean, you could also. Are, I'm, I'm in the business of a plane safety. That you could you you're you're the plane safety ways. business. Yeah, I'm 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 you know, uh, involved with the education of how safe planes are. Yeah, that's it, no, that's true. Yeah, it's helpful. And it, I think you do a really good job at like being yeah. the, that voice of like asking the questions that because you i think usually gus has like the stats or like the facts about the incident right. more like in front of him than you do is he do and you're really good at like asking the questions that i think the listener uh like me would be would be wondering and thank you yeah we would love to keep you all night but i i would love for you to get back to um, I forget what you said you were painting. <laughs> it could be doing painting. I want you to get back painting. to painting. Not artistically. Not artistically. Not artistically. No, no, no. 
You could make it right. on a dick. You can... <laughs> well, he was telling us right before we started filming that uh, one of his hobbies is to like paint plane crashes that haven't happened yet to see if maybe he can. <laughs> an episode of the twilight zone or goose or no no not goosebumps or um uh what is that netflix show with like the um black mirror black mirror it's like a black mirror black mirror, black mirror box down or something black know. mirror box down that's yeah. good that's a sure that you can call <laughs> you can make you guys can make that you got it. <laughs> it's hanging in the jet blue terminal at logan international <laughs> airport that shirt right now there's one available to purchase <laughs> uh chris we're so grateful for you to come on here and be on our awkward little show tonight uh we want to give you the opportunity um if people who aren't aware of chris or maybe haven't followed rooster teeth for a little bit want to check you out what are you most passionate about right now what what, what can we send people to well on social media you're just at chris damaris and that's spelled d-m-a-r-a-i-s uh on instagram tiktok uh, Twitter, all that. Um, but it's in, for, in terms of things uh, working on that I'm excited about, uh, you know, been we started a new brand called Squad Team Force STF. Uh, and so we make a lot of like short form, fun sketches and content. We're streaming um, just about every other day. And then um, also Black Box Down and uh, Tales from the Stinky Dragon, which is my, one of my favorite things to make. It's a, uh, D&D podcast uh, who also with Gus Sorolla from Black Box Down uh, it's got uh, Barbara Dunkelman uh, from uh, Ruby and I mean uh, but Blaine, Blaine Gibson John Reisinger just like friends playing D&D and having a lot of fun if you don't know what D&D is and ha- aren't familiar you don't need to because uh, it's very approachable and it, it's original soundtrack um, it's full soundscape with like sound design very immersive um, and we even got puppets. We're in the puppet biz now. Yeah, that's All a right. good idea. Lad. That's a good uh, idea. Oh, yeah. Oh, we've, been, we've been taking little, uh, like, sec- our favorite mo- scenes from the show and shooting, like, really cinematic puppet videos reenacting uh, the scenes from, from uh, Tales from Stinky Dragon. And, and they're super fun. They're, like, really fun to do. I never knew. That's awesome. If you ever was like, oh, he'll be into puppets at some point, I'd be like, <laughs> No. <laughs> but you know, if I get I, I'm into puppets now. <laughs> and you, and you can find that you can find, uh, Tales from Sticky Dragon anywhere. Just search for that anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, and the puppet videos, you can just look for uh, our, our social media um, uh, at Stinky Dragon Pod on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, very very cute puppets. Link to the puppets and all the content associated will be in the description of the clip and podcast. Um, Chris, we want to thank you for coming on. We have Maroon 5 coming on next, uh, oh, but wow. to hold them off a second, uh, Riley's upstairs with, with Adam right now. <laughs> uh, to, <laughs> to hold you up for a second, we like to do something on this show. Uh, we've got sort of a segment that we send people off with. And we, we hope for your participation. I'm going to email you directly after our, our, our session with all the finalizing details of everything we did today. But we tried to, I guess you'll see what we're doing. Guys, are you are you guys ready? It's time to leave, leave on, on bad, bad terms. terms. Oh, my. 
We're, <laughs> we're leaving on horrific terms here. While it's been fantastic to talk with you, we have to hope that you feel differently about that. So, right. my friend, we're going to give you 30 seconds, and I'd like you to fill as much of it as you can. Uh, you can track it on the recording software. Uh, to just be horrifically and unnecessarily not nice to us. Uh, after the 30 seconds, um, if you could just hang up on the call, that would be really, <laughs> really funny. Uh, so let's leave on bad terms. All right. Uh, well, Morgan, I think you might want to have sex with an alien. Oh, I, I'm real. I think you're projecting, um, and you know, I wasn't gonna judge, but you know, you really just uh, you made it impossible not to judge. Ouch. Uh, yeah. Um, and Anna Fritz. Uh, I mean, I I'm just I'm surprised. I, I I don't know if I believe that you have a girlfriend upstairs. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. Okay, he wants proof. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Calling you a liar, I think, Christopher. You know, and, and, and I think it's a good front to say, oh, you're trying to break up with her when she doesn't exist. I asked to put a roast in a therapy session. He's about to cry. You were the, you're surprised at how right you are. I, just to just to also bash on him a little, I'm gonna move on bad terms with him as well. You're absolutely <laughs> right. He doesn't have a fucking girlfriend. Uh, and uh, Ian, it was a pleasure. Hey, it was a pleasure. Absolutely happy to have you. Big fan. I uh, hope to listen to many more podcasts with you. Yeah, Morgan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, your your girlfriend left you for good reasons. Yeah, and let me know when you get wow. your own show. <laughs> Without the, without, without these guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I will. Without which guys, you, Chris, you without which guys, you got to cut the yeah. net and let it hang on your own. That's going to be the vain. You, theme you don't of the need podcast. this net. I don't need the net. That's. Thank you so much. I, no. My new podcast is going to be called uh, Black Mirror Box Down. Cut it's the safety available. net. Yeah. <laughs> We want to welcome you back from that break. We hope you enjoyed Chris as well as the Beanie Baby. Both took a lot of time out of their schedules to be here. So if you could show them some love in the comments equally but qualitatively, that would be appreciated. Uh, we're doing a segment today called The Drawing Board. In this segment, we scour the internet for people in need and give unsolicited advice to people whose problems are probably solved by now. But we're not here to just answer questions. And then you guys, this is what we're going to do sort of like in the future, but just since this is the pilot, right? This is the pilot of our podcast, right? Okay. So when I say this next part, I'm going to say, but we're not just here to answer questions. I want you guys to say no, 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 and then I'll keep going. <laughs> okay. 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 But, but we're not just here to answer questions. No, no, no. We assume the identity of our anonymous askers and seek advice on their behalf. Uh, we have some fun questions today. The title of our first question is, My girlfriend keeps forgetting my name. 
Let's give a fake name for this anonymous asker. Uh, and something I forgot. Yeah, yeah that was like Jared. Just what was your ex's name? <laughs> Boom. You, you said I have something, but I forgot. I said, "What is your ex's name?" He <laughs> forgot. We, we didn't say anything. All right. What, what do we? What do we think? Boom. Podridge. Podridge. P O D R I D G E. You're goddamn right. Mm-hmm. Where, where, where in the world is that from? Florida. Yeah. Jackson. It's a climbing a juniper tree. That's what they say. Paula. I already forget. It was the first day of Christmas. Podridge from Pensacola, Florida. Podridge from Pensacola, you're live. As said in the title. My girlfriend has a nickname for me, but sometimes calls me by my first name, which is a very easy to remember name. Think John. Think Bob. Think However, Podridge. Ever the fo- think Podridge. Well, that is obviously she can't. She's doing her goddamn best. Easy to remember, Podridge. However, over the four months we have been together, see each other constantly. She calls me similar names without knowing it's not my name. She doesn't just not call me by my name she calls me similar names thinking she's fucking nailed it i correct her tell her it's disrespectful and the same process repeats itself she's very serious about her relationship and i really like her but i don't know if she knows my fucking name uh side note this is a little sidebar side info she is on antidepressants That's a little detail. I don't know if anything the presence makes you forget your partner's name. Should um, I continue the relationship or just get over this? Yeah, Which so seems it is like the same option, by the way. So she's calling him uh, a Nick, a pet name, and so much so that she forgot his Roman. Or well, she's not. No, she's not calling him a pet name. If his name is John, she's calling him Josh, and having no clue that she did it wrong. But she, but Denise didn't start with like she calls me a nickname. She has a nickname for me, but sometimes calls me by my first name. And yeah, when and she, she calls and him by his first name, wrong. she's wrong about. It. And <laughs> he says it's a consistent. Is that the old? If it's only that, like, does she not have a memory issue in other places? That, yeah, and it's better that it's like truly she just yeah. does not care about what. What are the chances this is the only category of info that she can't maintain? Do you Just think that makes her a bad thing? How forgetful do you have to be to be a bad partner? Like, if she is forgetful, is that okay to end something on, or is that ableist? Because it's like ADHD people deserve love too. <laughs> yeah, but most people that have ADHD can remember Podridge. I don't know. No, wait, 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 wait. This is good because I, I, you know, at the beginning when I came up with Podridge, you could roll back the footage if you want. Then I go like I say that I come up with the name Podridge, and then I go and it's what was his name? So I it just showed it perfectly that I forgot Podridge instantly before even knowing it was about his girlfriend forgetting the name. So uh, I don't know. Yeah. This this would be like a good. Uh, American variant of like love on the spectrum where instead of autism there are people who just like you know get really overwhelmed pretty easily which I I actually think is just as interesting of a TV show but it's just too normal 
it's all you know they're all just like i feel like they're just so with the venn diagrams overlap so much you know yes yeah, so, so here, <laughs> so like here's the thing i mean just people who were just you know whether people saying like highly sensitive people as well i'd like to see more of a collab show like could we do like love <laughs> island x love on the spectrum Love well, on the spectrum on an island. Oh, it's blind. Love on the spectrum on an island is blind. It's a bunch of gay, oh. gay autistic, blind people. Oh, they're not gifted on an island, so it can be about like it's truly about knowing somebody else's soul. <laughs> and it also, yeah, it is like be. a dangerous place because their personality is a lot. You could do like you guys know how Love Is Blind works. And Love is Blind, That's like they the one where they're people... like stuck in a room, right? Well, they're stuck in, yeah, they're stuck in separate rooms. The men yeah. are all together and can hang out in a common area, and the women can hang out in a common area. And then they go on like speed dates almost, like 10 minutes, but they're, they don't know who they're talking to, really, and they can't see them. You just have to talk like through the wall. Yeah. So Classic, we could do like, yeah. uh, you could do like two. I guess what the ADHD version of Love is Blind would be is just two people texting, like two people on their phone in separate rooms. Yeah, both of them would put their phone down and forget about it for six hours and then do something else. <laughs> or they, they wouldn't forget about it. They would get the text and then just be like, oh, I'm not ready to reply to that yet. Yeah, I'll reply to that here in a second. <laughs> and then they just never get back to it. I think, yeah. so let, let's cover from the top down. I can handle if my girlfriend my new girlfriend calls me the wrong name in about anything but the bedroom where this is happening matters a lot is that yeah. normal location, is that fair location location yeah if it's in the bedroom but it's not like the name of an ex is that still taken harshly or is that just fine uh he didn't <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, if it's early in the relationship, and if it's like a common, <laughs> I don't know. She, they really often call like, oh, it's crazy if it keeps happening yeah. to the relationship. Yeah, also, it's kind of on the not flipping. How out, often do like... you get called by your name anyway? You know, yeah, it freaks me I out. I like. Well, right. you have a hard time accepting love and attention, right? So just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you don't you don't let people get too close to you, and you deflect really, uh, really quickly. Sometimes with humor, but sometimes, <laughs> sometimes to really the extent funny. that it's like um, disassociative, and you know it's a disassociative, and I know it's disassociative, <laughs> but we don't have to say it or talk about it <laughs> on the podcast. Huh? <laughs> it's really funny that during that whole time you're like buffering made it so that you were just like a single bur blurry frame like unintelligible like, like that's because you can't accept love <laughs> like you're unintelligible yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm an angel you're, you're like a god yeah you were like a being really like it's gonna look fine and then like finished edit but uh 
Yeah, for us, you definitely look like a Spectre. Yeah, <laughs> a PlayStation 1 background, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, he's just like, open up. <laughs> Let us in. Oh, man, that's that's so funny. So if, if I were in this situation, I would probably break and flip out. Not, I've never yelled at a woman or even an animal. Uh, and I've been mad at women and animals at so many points in my life. Not once have I raised my voice at either. Uh, because firstly, there's no point. But also, for, you know, what does it do? But I would flip out and I'd be like, okay, <laughs> let's... <laughs> It's been the second of all, wasn't it? <laughs> how long you live with me? You know, like how long? Four months. I guess you don't live together normally at four months, even though me and my girlfriend live together uh, at four months. I don't know how you put up with that at all. How do you not go insane? Just like you're, you're fixing her a cup of coffee and. You know how she likes it. You know, you put her sugars in and everything, and she just gives you, like, thanks, Josh. And it's so casual. How are you not, like, cracking under that pressure? Try the jealousy thing. It's like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot the name. <laughs> I was like, it's Fogbird. Fogbird. <laughs> what was it? Pritchard? Podridge. Richard? <laughs> Richard, he says. Or said Pritchard. What is wrong with you? Listen, so what we're trying to say is like, you can't blame her for forgetting your goddamn name. None of us can remember it either. Like, Put up with it. Forgettable ass name. Is there yeah, any chance? For, let's just cover that. I story. like assigning him a name and then ber like berating him for having like a forgettable name. Forgettable ass name. So is there any merit to his name being a part of this. Is there any name he could have that would make it better that she just doesn't remember? Like a frat bro name. All right, I'm sorry I don't remember your name, Cody, but there's a lot of people just like you. <laughs> okay. like that's a little bit ruder. Uh, that's a, more of a reason to break up or whatever. If it was yeah, like... I guess that's, I guess that's true. That's did, he, did he say how long they've been together? He said four months? Um, Four months. A long time. Time. Not it's a lot of how do you start oh. dating somebody without knowing how do you not be like when people are like so like other people are like what's your oh you what's your boyfriend's name and she's just like you know parrot and it's not oh it's my God. is she, is she <laughs> like saying she's it so, wrong to she other people that's the thing is like if she's doing saying it wrong to him she, but it could also be a bit because i've had an ex's dad who would just call me a different man's name every time he saw me. He would be like, hey, Steve, hey, hey, Carl. Man. So, like, it could be that, like, it's like I a guess. bit that he's not picking up on. <laughs> but uh, if it's real and she's actually forgetting it, comment. It's not that hard to remember Potter's woman. You can do it. Come on, that's, see, that's the, we, the whole... like, By the end of this question, we I, we got Podridge in here. By the end of the yes. episode, I still have Podridge in my head. Then uh, you should break up with your girlfriend. Send me the link. <laughs> Commit it to damn memory, and let's just be done with it, okay? 
That's about it. We we have one more question that we're gonna do. Uh, we used a little bit too much time on Podridge, so uh, <laughs> baby duck, bad luck has to wait. <laughs> we're doing uncooperative father. Uh, the title of this question is: My husband thinks he shouldn't watch the baby overnight because other men don't. What would be a good fake name for this anonymous asker? Shouldn't watch the baby overnight. Because other men don't. And we're remember, we're naming her, not him. You gotta name up, it's God's name. Yeah. This could be Padre, Padron, Padrina, Padrina. It doesn't have to be should. We can it's Padrina. It's P A H D R I N N. Don't say it like it's different just because you spelled it different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> outrageously close names. There's no hiding it. Let's just embrace it. It's like spelling Bailey, but like B-A-Y-L-E-I-I-G-H. Go Tina. <laughs> Tina? Or, 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 or Padre? Padrina Gotina. <laughs> Padrina Gotina asks. All right. Context. I watch my son. From 9 p.m. to 4 a.m. while my husband sleeps. He watches him from 4 to 8 a.m. while I sleep. They're taking shifts. <laughs> I then watch him from 8 to 5 p.m. while he works. Husband then watches him from 5 to 8 p.m. and the cycle repeats. We have a good baby, and he usually wakes up once or twice a night to eat. Uh, last night at around 8 p.m., he just exploded at me that he shouldn't wake up with the baby at all. He said, no husband we know does this. He kept repeating, name one man who does. Name one man. <laughs> I told him I'm comparing us to other... I told him to stop comparing us to other relationships because it's not constructive and pointed out how other dads do extra in other ways. Work overtime, have uh, babies that need extra care, maybe he's got colic. He said he's tired of going above and beyond for me and the baby. I couldn't believe it. He did get up in his defense at 4 a.m. last night and left for work. But since then, he hasn't spoken. Is our system wrong? Is this just a bruised male ego? I'm looking for suggestions. This is our first baby. All right, obviously this guy's an asshole. But like, yeah. that's a bonkers system, too. But yeah, I had trouble watch following him. watch him. Just fucking baby monitor. It's step four. Well, the baby monitor can't watch him. Certainly the, baby the baby's not sticking to that schedule. The baby's asleep, too. You'll be asleep. You'll hear wake up. Well, they but hear it wake up, and he just doesn't want to go get it. She has to be the one in the middle of the night to go. I mean, I'm assuming I'm assuming based on this that she's the one that's ha having to enforce this rigid schedule because right. otherwise he wouldn't help with the baby at all. He wouldn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, right. yeah, obviously, I think she's right. It's a bruised male ego. And, like, it's, it's... Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's look. We already pissed off golfers. We need to be careful about the whole male audience. Let's just hear out the man for a second. No, I'm talking about this man, man. Not oh, all men. Let's just advocate for devilish activities in the fondest of ways. No, it's the devil, dude. <laughs> bro, that's literally the devil. Are you? Are you? Why are you, are you advocating? Seeing? You're not hanging around with him, or I'm worried you're in with the wrong crowd. <laughs> 
Next time I talk to your uncle, next time your uncle uh, does a Google Hangout with me, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell him I saw you hanging out with the devil. <laughs> and I'm just gonna chill with the <laughs> So let, let's just let's try to see the side because our first instinct is obviously is wrong. And what we do here that's different than other things is we look for justifications for men's behaviors. I think that's what sets us <laughs> apart from other shows. <laughs> Uh, do other men do this, A, and why do other men do this, or why don't other men do this, B? Yeah, certainly other men do this. Think why? Uh, hopefully, probably maybe in the past they did it less so because it's just sticking to like patriarchal images of like the woman takes care of the kid, stays home and cooks and does all that shit, stays up all night taking care of the kid, and the man's tired because he worked all day. But uh, hopefully this. Uh, be culturally broken down and uh, reevaluated. Um, so now I think probably more men do it, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, but let's dive deeper into that. Like, why do more men do it? Because it's fairer for women? Is that the argument? Just <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Are we, are we pulling well, our. Are we plucking at straws a little bit like Well no, clearly with your question spawn. like Tucker Carlson or it's pretty like loaded how you ask but <laughs> I, 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 I see it as you should see it as being a man that's like uh, providing for your family. What if it, what if he what gets his son... to, to lay in bed? What kind of like fancy ass shit is that? Just laying around, sleeping. Yeah, right. they should be up at four a.m. fucking cutting logs. Let if your job be. isn't is anything other than cutting logs, you're less of a man than what you're aspiring to be. <laughs> yeah, you better be up I, at four a.m. letting this that. baby suckle the milk over your teeth and stir fucking asshole. Then it actually, I have a word of advice for it. you. You can't be up taking care of the baby because you've got to go cut logs. <laughs> Like you yeah, gotta no, get actually, outside and get brought work. We're on his side. We we don't think he should be sleeping. We we just think he's got more important things to do than the baby, like yeah. providing firewood or uh, killing rabbits in the middle of the night, getting to them before yeah, the owls do. And she do. does it. And and uh, Padrino Kalina Marina does it. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, we're gonna hear her side. Well, let's go ahead and skip to that. Let's let's hear her side. <laughs> it was only her side. <laughs> <laughs> we listened to this question and we were instantly like yeah how do we fucking tear this woman down how do we make one of her how do we <laughs> but you know but that's the challenging the thing about an advice show is it's not just who is right and who is wrong it's how does the party in the right communicate to the party in the wrong and vice versa so that the yeah, problem right. can actually be solved so Obviously, mm. she knows that it's crazy that he would say that. But if he already feels like this, this is one of those situations where it's not as simple as just leaving because of the baby. And if, if there's toxicity, then may maybe you should leave and you should exhaust those options, certainly. But if, if you were to try to reconcile, and if everything else is in theory fine, which I would have questions, but uh, we, we have to go off of what we have, how do you communicate to your partner and break down that barrier? Like, I push this thing out of my pussy. You just like 
like you always want <laughs> Like you always want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, always want to. That's also perpetuating the idea that like men only want that men just want like sex and women don't. So I take that back too, but uh, I, yeah. How do you communicate it? Yeah, I don't. I don't take it. I nothing think he wants uh, all the time. That's what he wants. Yeah, he probably does. That's, That's his name. He's like, I just want to come and then never have to wake up for it screaming at me. <laughs> like I don't. I never want my my cum to be screaming at me at four a.m. <laughs> if if my cum screams at me, world. I'm not getting up to take care of it. You. Look, this is a man's world. I put this thing in you at 4 a.m. You did the God's, the devil's duty of metabolizing it, or whatever. Metastasized. You you metastasized this thing. You didn't have to fertilize the egg. Go fertilize the egg. I did my part. You could have squirted it out like a turkey baster. That's... I think that if, if you have to explain... It is, you know, yeah, this is this is like a real thing because gender roles exist as societal constructs primarily and breaking down those barriers is fighting against hundreds if not thousands of years of generation over generation communicating to their children what matters. Step one is making sure that when you go talk to your son, like if your husband doesn't wake up in the middle of the night, you're like, fuck, he's not doing his part. When you go to your son, you spread the damn good word because your husband may be a lost cause, but you got to look on to what's next. What generation of men is coming up? You, your dad is so pathetic. You know, he's just a sleeping. He only works like seven hours a day. You know, he only works like seven hours. He just works at Rite Aid. Like, and look, I, that's how I, we, we met there. I, I like Rite Aid. There's nothing wrong with Rite Aid, but. It's, geez, you would think he would help out mom a little bit more. Start spreading it young. Nah, never put that on the child. <laughs> well, how else gotta, are they going to learn? Yeah. I oh, just yeah, mean that like a super young age. Like, I feel like it's super, I've heard, there are situations where like families like put it on the kid, that, like tell the kid that like, they're the peacemaker in the household, but that they have to be some type of like mediator. Just, I think there may be certain, certainly there's a way to put that on. to influence that less directly, less, uh, rule, like, without having to, like, tear down or, like, pit your kid or, like, use your kid in some way to, like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, there's a way to teach it, certainly, in a healthy way. Uh, okay, well, can I, can I pitch you one a little bit less toxic idea, then? Yeah. I think that you'll like this one. It, Here's a, a rule with this one exactly. We have to come to a unanimous agreement on the solution. I think, though, hear me out. You may not be with me at the beginning. Be with me. You know how, like, maybe, like, when you have, like, a friend over, your, like, boyfriend is trying harder? He's, like, sweeter. He's, like, kissing you. He's doing dishes that he wouldn't normally do. Like, showing off. You take him to your parents' house, and he's nicer. And then when you get home and you're alone, that's when the nastiness comes out. That's when the nasty boyness starts to metastasize. What your job is, is to hire a stenographer to document every action in the household. Have someone sit in the baby's room overnight, maybe even AI program, that just documents and writes a script of what actions everybody takes. And 
I think that accountability of him being embarrassed of like someone else finding that out could really make him there, especially maybe she's cute or something. I don't know. But <laughs> okay, if you guys think they should just talk, that's fine too. Yeah. No, I think having an AI stenographer at yeah. Eastern is probably the more sane thing to do. All right. Well, let an AI raise your baby. Oh, that's a good husband idea. Husband can't. That's a good idea. Ask your husband. Raise your baby. Like, let Alphabet, yeah. the company, raise your baby. Let's go. Chat GPT, GTP, whatever. Um, what you should do. And. Uh, how to break up with your husband next. <laughs> so this show's useless. It's always just ask the AI. Oh, uh, yes. We could be the intermedium. That's that's all the value of this show is that, is that we could type your question into Google or chat GPT. <laughs> and, that's, and that's basically it. Uh, we've got Actually, a lot more I think more the great thing about this show is that we definitely won't. <laughs> oh, we certainly like We're never going to search. We never look any. We're not looking at Google. We're looking straight in here and in here and in the couple other organs. I'm yeah, sorry. Here's the deal. They, they didn't ask us. This was unsolicited to start. I'm not doing work for someone who didn't want the help. <laughs> <laughs> this question wasn't emailed to us. This was from Ray. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we've got a lot more great coming up on the show. Bayside bassist Nick Gambarian coming on a little bit later to talk to us about music, culture, and coffee. But before we get to that, we're doing, what's the segment coming up? Uh, this is an Ian and Riley segment. We're doing Best Little Bug coming up right after this. A mind bender of some sort predicted a future for three friends. It was 2011. The, um... Uh, Obama was running again for president. That was against Mitt Romney. Uh, there was a lot of stuff going on. I think that's right. But he predicted a future for three friends at the time. And he said, in 12 years, you will sit together and you will have a honorable competition. And he said, trust me, boys, when I say one of you will draw the bug of a lifetime. The rest of you will draw bugs. Today, three friends sit together 12 years later, matured sexually and otherwise, to draw the best bugs of our ability. We are going to take these sticky notes that we have, draw within a reasonable, unspecified amount of time a bug, and come to a unanimous decision on whose bug is best. I yeah, think there's I think no questions, right? Yeah, I, I, well, I think all, we should also, I, I don't want to just create, like, just a fucking, like, bug that, like, is, you know, I'm, I'm going to love, like, every bug if there's no details, if, if there's no, like, reasons to, like, compare bugs. So I think we should maybe list a few, like, traits and try to keep, try to have some pros and some cons, some some aspects of the bug. Like, open that is a weakness, like, bug the bugs. No bug is perfect, and we don't want to present. We don't want to like pretend that perfect bugs are out there. This yeah. bug is your best little buddy. This bug will be. Could, this bug could be incredible. This could be the best little bug you've ever seen. But he's still gonna have something. The more you get to know him, that 
it's gonna bug you a little bit. Okay, I'll do. So that, yeah, just, that's very you know, true. Maybe put a few traits with the with the bug along with his name. When we're done, <laughs> are we presenting our bugs, or like should we go one by one and talk about them? And, and yeah, I think yeah, should and tell style, and then like deliberate afterward. Okay. And he'll be all resistant. Then, we'll know what the best bug is. Yeah. There will be no argument yeah. as to what the best bug is. Yeah. We've been waiting 12 years for this. I think we'll be mature when it comes to deciding who has the bug of a lifetime and who has a bug. It's the basic ass bug. Yeah, it. let's, We're looking let's make that mind bug. bender proud. Boys. Best little bug of the year. Pins equipped. Let's Sharpies. draw some bugs. All right, so what I'm doing here is I'm uh, creating a bug. <laughs> He's uh, going to be a unique little bug. I'm giving him a round little head and a couple eyes. Well, you going to keep it real interesting. To the mind benders love and exceptional confidence we've completed our bugs we have no clue and i've yet to look at any of the bug drawings we've texted them to our group chat we're going to display them on the screen one by one riley mcnamara the opportunity to present your bug to the mind bender and his family and his family this that family. is a good bug <laughs> yeah this is my bug i don't have a name for him unfortunately harold Harold, yeah, uh, but he's a little bug. Uh, his pros, his single pros, uh, he's pretty good waffles. You know, in parentheses for a bug, <laughs> he makes good waffles. That's pretty good waffles. I mean, it's not like amazing, but it's pretty good. I feel like any waffle is pretty good for a bug. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they oh, might be shitty waffles. That. So that could be a control or a con. That's going to be up to you to decide. What are the best waffles you think a bug could make? And then that's going to be like, yeah, when that's a pro or a con. Uh, his cons, though, is that he's got pretty severe pain. Is, is that a oh. nose? Yeah, it's a nose, and then those are wings. He looks kind of like his face. Like, oh. Oh. I thought he had bubble gum. looks like a reindeer. Like, which, you know, he's got like four, like antenna on top of his head, and then like beetle style wings coming out of his back there. His belly striped. I yeah. thought he was chewing bubblegum um, in the best way. That's true. I, I mean, I he, he, he would chew bubblegum bubble for, sure, for sure. He would. But it would, it would get caught on his nose. But it would be kind of Well, buddy, I'd like to say at a moment's notice, I think that that's one of the better bugs I've ever seen. Definitely in contention for Bug of a Lifetime. Round of applause for Riley. And I mean, I'm going to beat that. So pretty good bug. Appreciate it. That's it. Ian Whitfield, uh, in preparation, the bug or the mind bender and his family have popped some champagne. They're very excited to see what you have to present. The opportunity for the bug of a lifetime, or just another bug. Let's see it. Now, I don't think this is just another bug. This is a pretty good bug. So, this is my little bug. Um, I'll say his qualities first, uh, because you know that's what you really want to know. And so he's he's really good with kids, and he's good at singing. Now Aww. his 
those are both, those both sound pretty good. Only difficult thing is his name. His name is Pissmop. Um, oh. And you just probably wouldn't want him either around your kids or like you'd never go to see Pissmop singing concert. You heard like yeah. Pissmop is in town. To become, if you I mean, if that's, if that's important to you, you might never get to see this guy. He's not going to take off. He's a great singer, really good with kids. Kids can't even say his name without getting a little scolded. Uh, but he's, he's like one of those, like, uh, look at him. I don't know this genre of metal, but like one of the metal bands that's like got something like this or something like that in their title. You know, it's a, it's a sign of defiance. I think that's what Fishmont is all about. That is yeah. the best thing all And that's why he's good with kids, because yeah. he cares about the people. What kind of voice does he have? Um, a confident one. Yeah. Um, oh, it's hell from, yeah. Um, it sounds like a bug. I mean, you know, we wouldn't be able to replicate it. It's like, it's, can you make my voice like even 10 times, 10 octaves higher than this? 10 octaves higher than this? And that's how his fucking test pops sounds like. Um, and then when he sings, it's like, oh, <laughs> you know, like 10 octaves higher. <laughs> Piss my baby. Um, but yeah, I think that Piss Mop is my little bug, and I think he's the absolute best. Yeah, I mean, honestly, buddy, and I mean this when I say it, one of the better bugs I've ever seen. Certainly a reasonable chance to be the bug of a lifetime. Let's do a round of applause. And just to clarify, good with kids, you know, he can, he's educating them in a way that even your like, right. school system is not, you know, currently educating your kids he's, he's he's really teaching them you know some friends like life lessons life that they'll carry yeah. with them into their into their adulthood and they're, oh, they'll be telling their kids about the uh legends and the, and the wisdom that they got from piss mark the book right i mean you're but not learning again, algebra his name is absolute shit what an obstacle he would be perfect if not for the piss mark no, I mean that would be a that would be tough. If I had that, I don't know that I'd be where I am today. So, but congrats on Pismop for succeeding despite. Uh, my guy, we'll throw him on the screen now. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, are we gonna have to censor this? I don't. I don't think so. What platforms are, are this going on? Oh yes. Oh, is that a tree? That's a tree branch. That's an erect cock and ball set. Oh okay. Yeah, uh, some people I, say it's wood. I feel that's true. From my branch is leaking. <laughs> I, I, I like his smile. Yeah, his smile. He's got such a he's got a crooked smile that makes you like kind of feel bad for him. Like, does he Where like are? being on that talk? I don't know. Does he have a name? Or she? Uh, Ladybug. He, no, he he does have a name. His name is Jab, and that stands for his proficiencies and deficiencies combined. He has okay. three. Um, Jab is judgmental, certainly. That's not the biggest cock Jab has ever seen. Mm, not even close. Like, you know, I mean, if that's a ladybug on it, that is a pretty small cock. That's, he's, he's, he's a big bug. He's not necessarily right. a ladybug. Yeah, I mean, he can be significantly notable. He's asexual. Um, just wasn't interested in it. 
You know, no, nothing. He's not on that cock because he wants to be or because he doesn't want to be. He is indifferent about where he's at. He might as well be at the mall. He's at work. This is his job. This is his job. That's it. It, it could be just that. We could separate it. And he's buoyant. Oh, set this man out to sea for those wings fold back and create a bowl. And he can float and he is buoyant as ever. Yeah, I can see it. It's a pretty good bug. Sorry. Gotta say it. Sorry. Sorry. Bug is an important bug. And he's not just relying on the surface tension of a bug. No, that's, that's very true. So let's give a round of applause for Jab. Jab! But it's clear that, you know, not every bug has to be the bug of a lifetime. There's a unanimous bug here. Do we There's feel a problem. that we know that? Wait. We went into this really expecting it to be unanimous, but these are some fucking great bugs. Yeah, these are so good. It's going to be really hard to right. choose. These are all... Well, I think we can do it if we get on the same page, and we're on camera, so there's no texting, no phones right now, that no, no one can accuse us of cheating. Um, we're the going to close our eyes. The right now. Okay. I trust you guys. We're going to close our eyes for three seconds. And then we're going to open them. I'm going to count us. It's one, two, three, and on the implied go, we say the name. And I genuinely believe it'll be in unison. Again, let's go through the names. So, Riley, say the name of your bug. Harold. Ian, say the name of your bug. Pismo. Morgan, say the name of your bug. I just wanted to be involved. Uh, Jab. I think we're going to do this. Now, this is where it gets crazy because it's going to require at least one of us votes for ourselves. Ooh, what a rule. But we have this, all right? Are you guys feeling what I'm feeling? I'm feeling it. All right, get on my wavelength. One, two, three. Harold. The Harold. Wait, what was it? I think he, yep. did you say piss mop? I did say he piss said, mop. He, he said, you said Harold. He, I, you were with <laughs> me. He was, he was with me. You have me. to vote for yourself, man. You have to believe in your bug. That's in, in, in like important bug. to the process. For this game to work, you have to believe in your bug. All right? You can't be like, this, like I mean, thanks. I mean, piss mop's great. Piss mop, piss mop is he's good with kids. Sense. I don't know. Your bug just seemed better. Uh, I, I, I think at the very least, piss mop should perform at Harold's wedding. Oh, that's very that's, sweet. Yeah, that's <laughs> very nice of you. Uh, we're going to continue this segment and do things kind of like it until we can name it unanimously. We'll see how many episodes that takes. <laughs> uh, but for the meantime, we have to go with majority vote and just say Harold is the bug of a lifetime. One last round of applause for Harold. Congratulations to Harold, the best little bug. It's absolutely incredible. Little We've got Nick Ganbarian from Bayside and the Radio Radio Show coming up right after this. Welcome back to the show. Um, I, I'm, I'm sorry. So initially we were going to try to hide this. Um, we just had a really long discussion. I want to welcome back to the show. Now for the second <laughs> time, thank you for returning, Nick Ganbarian, bassist of Bayside. It's like I never left. I'm here. I'm still here. 
you know, this is pretty cool. This is the shortest between two guest appearances in show history. <laughs> it's the same guest. Making records. Yeah, what made you want to come back so soon? Was the experience <laughs> so good that you just thought, let's run it back right now? I'm forcing myself to be a, a fourth post of the show. <laughs> I only have t I only have two podcasts, so I'm trying to get another one under the belt. Man, that one ended up being nicer than I thought what you were going to say. I'm forcing myself to be nice to you. I can't believe you just wasted 20 minutes of my life. <laughs> Nick, we appreciate you coming on. We're really big fans of the program. The program being the band that you guys run. Should I show my tattoo again? I have a Bayside tattoo. In case Still you have it. Know. Wow, okay. Yeah. It says meet okay. me in Montauk. <laughs> also, Perfect. love that movie. <laughs> I've we're, been meaning to really... rewatch that movie. It's been a minute. I just did like last week. It nice. holds up on rewatches so many yeah, times. Yeah. Like it's so good. Well, no, he's not My telling favorite. you the full story. He went through a breakup recently too. So of course you <laughs> rewatched it last okay. So you have to rewatch. You're like, like, does this uh, technology actually exist? You're like Googling it. <laughs> <laughs> we're really big fans of Bayside and have been for Years and years and years. Um, I'd say we're intermediate listeners. I came around probably like killing time or so, so something through there. Um, yeah, that... And what's your favorite Bayside song, just just to get it out of the way? Wow, Ooh. interesting question. Um, I always have <laughs> recency bias when it comes to us because I do feel like uh, we're constantly getting better as a band. Um, yeah. Up until recently, I would say Numb off of Interrobang. Um, and I think it was dethroned by Just Like Home, but a lot of stuff has gone on with the song called Just Like Home that I'm heartbroken about it and uh, now mad at it. So Yeah, that, <laughs> that ties into another question. Is like, is there a, a, a song that you like thought that you really love that didn't get the recognition? I guess that's your answer probably. Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just like home, it got algorithmed. That's for sure. It got, uh, it just, the snowball did not go down the mountain and get bigger and bigger. It just, it, upon release, just did not get like streamed enough. Like our fans liked it, but it just kind of became this song that is like, I don't want to say it's a secret, but it was just really hard for us to get the information out there that there was a new Bayside song because the the first two did great. Strangest Faces did great. Uh, out of the three, Strangest Faces did the best. Good Advice did a very like middle of the road. Okay, like we didn't we knew that that was kind of more of a normal like Bayside pop punk song, so we were happy with how it was received, and we saved Just Like Home for the third release of the EP we named our upcoming tour after it because it was our favorite song we thought it was gonna like thought it was really gonna go somewhere and it just like underperformed due to algorithms it has nothing like no one there's no sentiment out there on the internet apps Instagram anywhere where people are like yeah, this song's not good you know like everyone just, who didn't... feels compelled to comment likes it but it's just analytically um underperforming so my heart's broken we have a tour named after it that we're probably not even gonna play the song honestly because <laughs> it's just uh it just be like that yeah power it's, dynamics it's... are everywhere right now yeah i mean does that does the leverage and the technology behind algorithms 
give you any sort of like bad taste in your mouth for like even like consumer electronics like n not even like from a societal discussion like not about like do you think people should have phones but do you ever hold a grudge to your appliances as a result of just being a big part of this thing that didn't send your song where it was supposed to go yeah because i just to me it's it's in theory great but it's used against us you know like in theory algorithms should help us find new music find new things that we like find us products that are useful but it's just used against us to funnel money out of our yeah. pockets you know yeah. and I, I mean i think we touched on like your uh the radio radio show uh being uh a good resource because like it algorithms is something that doesn't care about you picking yeah. what you should listen to and doesn't care about like the what the content is just that you're looking at it or listening yeah. to it so it's definitely refreshing to have like a place online that feels like old school radio where you're yeah. getting direct recommendations from a specific person yeah. and it's some it's music that they actually care about and they're yeah. recommending because they think a human thinks it's good mm -hmm. well thank you for bringing that up but it, to me like it is uh, there's i can't even begin to understand how uh, algorithms recommend songs and, and bands and stuff like that i'm sure it's simpler in many ways and then way more complex in other ways but to me there is a similarity between like all five of my favorite bands none of them sound the same but they're all make sense that i like them all you know and like yeah, that's not right. an algorithm didn't tell me that it's that's my ears i, I find something in all of them and and i i do try to like uh show here and there not not directly not like it's not like i play a jenny lewis song and i'm like and here's bad religion and that's what's coming up next and here's why you should listen to both these bands it's more about like just almost playing a couple of different kinds of like indie alternative punk emo whatever it is mm -hmm. all in the same show and kind of just show people that like it's all one big like umbrella like they all fit yeah. under an umbrella you don't have to just be a hardcore person and only listen to hardcore and dress a certain way or whatever it's all like count kind of varying degrees of counterculture is the best way i would put like the For songs sure. that i pick you know it's like uh you know with the exception of me playing like the killers who is like my favorite big band you know like i to me they're they're like a generational band and they're, they're yeah. sure they have mr brightside which is like the most popular song of like the 2000s but to me they write great rock songs and still do and like if anything they that band like that is like coming into their own now if, after they have all their massive hits they don't almost they almost don't like have the pressure to write hits anymore so they're writing some really great songs now because they're just first of all they're trying to be bruce springsteen so that's cool um yeah. but uh but yeah, well, I mean, your... I just think that there's more similarities to a lot of different kinds of sounding music than people that people think. So yeah, I 100% agree. And, that's... and algorithms aren't going to show you that. So it's it's uh, yeah, and it's cool. I mean, and a big thing that the older I'm getting is just me like being involved in creating communities. So like, I have a Star yeah. Wars podcast, so that's like a big part uh, of my life, which you know. The Star Wars community is is great. I've made such amazing friends on the past couple of years because of that. And then the same thing with the radio show. It's it's to a lesser degree, it's great to be able to talk to people about music uh who listen to the show and they find bands and that's the whole goal is 
even if they find one band a year that that, that really resonates with them, then I'm I'm happy. Yeah, and I think that yeah. speaks to also like a lot of people. I mean, maybe not like our generation, but like there, it combats against the like there aren't new bands that are really good, like or only old music is good or yeah. something like that. Like getting fresh recommended artists that you're like, it's like there are really great amazing artists out there that you just like might have to dig around a little bit yeah. more for because they're not being shoveled to you by an algorithm yeah but right it's nice to get those recommendations from a person for sure okay. i think that well to, to touch on the killers just for one second i think that the that the amazing second half that they're having right now okay. has a lot to do with the jackets that the guy is rich enough to oh, wear yeah <laughs> i don't i don't know the killers guy's name but every uh, time Brandon I see Flowers. him, he has on, yeah. well, he's got Kevin Hart level jackets. Yeah. <laughs> something that has to have some correlation with the amazing second half the, the, that they're having with everything right now. Yeah. I, there, I, there was an era, I want to say, like maybe over 10 years ago, where he was kind of like one record cycle. He was like a greaser. He had a really tight haircut and like a leather jacket. And I was like, dude, you look so cool. And now he's <laughs> now he's like trying to be Elvis, though. And I'm like, uh, Come on, like go back, go back to the other version. I like that better. <laughs> do you change? Do you the often give? For... <laughs> Sorry. Do you? Do you no, go ahead. Is there like any thought? I mean, it's it's kind of a weird question, but like for like image on and like stage presence and having like like I've noticed sometimes you guys like when I've seen you guys there is some type of uniformity and like you all wear the like a clothing brand or the black yeah. polos. Yeah, uh, yeah. We've tried and, that here and there. I mean, sometimes we are like, does that matter? Does it not matter? Um, yeah, I mean, I could personally say that I, it's like putting on a costume. Like, I like getting dressed up for stage. Not dressed yeah. up like fancy, but I mean, that being said, I did wear a blazer and slacks on stage this year. I won't be yeah. doing that anymore. That was a 2022 <laughs> thing. but um, <laughs> And it was directly related to me <laughs> trying to be a like more punk rock brand in flowers. But um <laughs> yeah. I don't, like I do like to I like the ritual of like an hour before we play getting changed into show clothes and and like kind of getting into I don't really do anything to get into the mood but it is more like for some reason I do the opposite of what I want to say a lot of people would do before they get on stage like I don't get pumped up I like to relax before we get on like the second I get on stage I really do feel like all right here we go yeah it doesn't happen until i'm on stage though i see yeah. people and i get excited it's a very like pure thing where i'm like well gotta i gotta get pumped up gotta go play another show tonight it's like no i get out there and i'm like oh, oh yeah. i'm ready like this the, is amazing yeah the instant here. feedback of an audience will <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that energy will naturally occur mm -hmm. i'm sure yeah we had talked earlier a little bit about how much variability you have within the communities that you're passionate about be it Star Wars, coffee, music, etc. I think that right now, every 10 to 20 year old's dream is to be involved with their passions and find a way to monetize that. It, it's yeah. so different than it was 100 years ago. And you are living that that dream. Can you speak to what that feels like actually to kids listening and people yeah, who I mean, have passions that they haven't effectively monetized? Yeah, it's, um, you know... It, I can't say that it's luck, but, you know, Bayside is the, I have a career, 
you know, like I have a career that pays the bills. So it allows me to have months and months off to turn passions into some money. You know, if, if yeah. Bayside went away, I wouldn't be able to support myself, you know, like on Star Wars podcast, coffee company, radio show, like those things don't equal a adults living wage, but I'm happy that they make some money. Um, because to me, it's, it's just how you use your free time, you know? And like, that's, that's a big thing is that all my time in Bayside and being a musician since I was 15, I was in touring bands in my early twenties. I joined Bayside in 2004. Like all of that to me, like built up equity for me to be able to be now, you know, in my early forties with a career that allows me nine to 10 months off a year and I get to pursue different things. So I, you know, I, I don't know how to, I can't like speak on like younger people only pursuing things they like, um, to, in efforts to monetize them because I do feel like I have a backdrop of like a career that I put a lot of time into. Um, so I'm extremely happy when any money gets made up with me just liking things. That's, that's definitely a great, right. a great, uh, situation, <laughs> but, uh, it, I, it, it's a tough thing and I try to not sound like an old man when I'm like, I, I wish everyone could be an influencer and make money, but like the world's going to need plumbers one day, you know, <laughs> like that sort of thing. Like it's, I feel like that's a very like older person sentiment, but I feel like there's some truth to it. Um, you're going to really get a lot of points for this. And when I tell <laughs> you we have a blue collar audience, <laughs> I, maybe, I maybe should have brought that yeah. up ahead. Actually, 80% of the people who listen to this are doing so while welding. Um, yeah. So <laughs> <you> mining. Can... <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you guys have any shows in, you know, Appalachia right now, but we might actually be able to do some work for you in some of these small coal towns. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, all I could say is for sure so much of life is trying to like find joy and happiness and it's probably pretty devoid, uh, trying to find happiness working for somebody else. So that's all I, that's all I'll say. Figure out how to do that, whatever, whatever it is, figure out how to work for yourself as much as possible. Is, is there anything like specific that you learned in like going from like managing like a clothing brand to like a the like coffee uh business like is like how to have some of those like business management skills on top of okay. like bayside like my like you might not have gotten some of those skills directly from working and just uh, in it playing okay. bass in a band but um, you still had to like learn them uh, yeah, for yourself I mean, the, what's crazy is like anyone who's like me and chris who do legal speed like chris is our drummer like we run legal speed like a band, you know, like everything right. when it comes to like, thank the maker, the star Wars podcast is literally me, Adam from store of the year and Ryan from yellow card. We run that like a band, like the band has gi given us a not, I wouldn't say like a, a business acumen necessarily, but we do see how like business can be simply run. And maybe yeah. there's, maybe there's a ceiling to how much money you can make with the way that we, uh, run things as if they were a band, but I don't know. It keeps like overhead low. It keeps things simple. And, uh, I feel like I've been like three bands, you know, at this point, even though I'm only in one, because every business is run very similar to, to Bayside. 
Um, gotcha. Okay. So I didn't think I, about yeah, that. it's it's <laughs> not like we went to school to a business school and or tried to open a coffee roasting company. We were just interested in it. We learned how to roast. We do a very simple, like direct to consumer, like kind of you know, website, do shipping, like really simple stuff. Um, in hopes that it takes off one day and then we'll have to scramble to figure out how to like harness all of that. But right now, like everything is really truly uh, run DIY. with the experience that we learned in running the business of Bayside. Like if if anything we learned is how to run our band because since 2000, when we've been a band and since 2004, since I've been in the band, uh, being in a band isn't just being creative. Like you have to have control of your business too. And that's such a huge thing. Like you have to know where your money's going. You have to spend it wisely. Like all of these things matter because it's not the eighties or the nineties where you're just like, we wrote, we wrote, uh, under the bridge where the red hot chili peppers We're millionaires now who yeah. cares, you know, like, it's just not like that. Like yeah. you have to know, you have to be pretty hands-on. I imagine, especially if you're going to have like the type of longevity that you guys have, yeah. uh, it's where you're not like something creative might get you like to blow up really big right now, but it, it, you won't be able to maintain that longevity. Yeah, right? yeah. I I just want to go back and you 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 brought up how similar it is to run a business is to run a band, and you had said that it's sort of like that you're in three bands, and I I just think it's funny to have. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I don't know. You're talking to your mother and you're talking about like your boyfriend. You're like, oh, yeah, he's killing it for me. He's in three bands and <laughs> he's bringing home all this. But you're like actually killing it. You're you're running three bands and all the plates are spinning. So it it really yeah, deserves a lot of recognition. And, and it's fun. Way. You're you in know, the top one like, percent of what you do. Well, I appreciate I appreciate it. It's, it's hard to even have self-appreciation, though, because there is a lot of plate spinning, like you said. So. I force myself, especially like the last couple of weeks where it was the holiday season, I force myself to kind of just chill here and there. But there is this like unending, like you just cannot rest kind of thing. Not that I'm like working my fingers to the bone, but there's not, there is a lot of like, my te my phone will go off with five different things I'm involved in and I have to like find time to concentrate and be smart about all of them. And, yeah. and, uh, I don't know. It's really hard to do that when everything is all on your phone, when your phone is like business, entertainment, contacts, uh, messaging your friends. It's like everything is on your phone or a computer and it's really hard sometimes to concentrate on like, well, I'm talking to this guy about coffee and Instagram direct messages, but then I also just saw a funny meme that I that distracted me. And now I'm going to yeah. answer an email and I don't even remember what I was doing a minute ago. It's like a real, uh, it's hard to compartmentalize a lot of these things. That's the most fucked up part is that no matter how successful you're doing all of those things at once, you never really feel like you're successfully prioritizing. Yeah. In reality, well, it's going okay. But, uh, but yeah, there's a constant uh, feeling of, was I supposed to be doing something? Like that is always yeah. living. <laughs> Let's go a little bit more granular with it. And we, we've talked about legal speed a little bit already, but as a result of Bayside's success and nearly 20 years of national touring, you've had the chance to develop intimate relationships with cities all over the country. You're quoted as saying, finding the most excellent coffee roasters in each city became a sport. 
Well, <laughs> you followed Michael Jordan's path from player to owner and started your <laughs> very own coffee roasting company, Legal Speed Coffee with Chris. Uh, can you speak to the creation of that company? And could you walk us through your experience from your initial idea to your first sale? Yeah, well, we rode bikes a lot. Me and Chris would bring like our road bikes on tour just to kind of get around the city a little easier. Um, we were just dug coffee. Like really, I would say like 2014, 2012, 2012 Warped Tour. Nate from Anne Berlin, the drummer of Anne Berlin, he had uh, started a coffee roasting company um, with Tim from Under Oath called King State. And uh, he kind of helped us figure out what good coffee was. He like set us on a good path. So I would say for the next couple of years, um, I guess that was 2012. So for the next four years or so, I think Chris and I just learned a lot about like what we liked about coffee and and uh, what was good coffee, what was bad coffee, what we liked, whether we thought it was good or not, you know, like there's there's an, a nostalgic sense of what coffee is, which is like dark and bitter. And people assume that that means it's stronger and has more caffeine in it. But that's not quite the case. Um, and the more and more we learned, we just were going to different coffee roasters, like independent roasters, as opposed to going to Starbucks or Dunkin Donuts or whatever while we were on tour. We'd ride our bikes around cities. uh getting coffee and uh one day our friend jen had just uh moved to a new tattoo studio in north carolina so she was like come check it out it's really cool it's like this old colonial house that we turned into a tattoo studio so we went there she basically was like i'll tattoo you guys what do you want like i'll just pick a tattoo and we'll do i'll do the same tattoo on both of you um so we were just thinking like coffee bikes like blah 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 how do we what can we do real quick and we were just thinking for a couple of minutes and the lag wagon has a song called Mr. Coffee and in the lyrics, uh, one of the lyrics says, uh, on legal here, I come to save the day on legal speed, the American way. And for some reason I was thinking of that song and I was like, what about legal speed? And Chris, like it was one of those moments where Chris was like, did you just come up with that? And I was like, no, it's a lag wagon lyric. He's like, that's so sick. So she drew up something that just had some bike wheels and said legal speed. Uh, we got that tattooed on us. And on our ride back to the bus, to the venue, Chris was like, we got to open a cafe. That name is so good. And I'm like, well, yeah, sure. Like, that sounds great. I don't know what goes into opening a cafe, but we have a name. That's cool. <laughs> um, so just really, I still lived in New York at the time. He lived here in California. And uh, I would say within a year, year and a half, uh, I had moved from New York here to pursue opening a roaster, um, a, a roasting company with him because we figured a cafe would be like a lot of money and a lot of effort. And we were kind of just like, how about a little bit of money and a little bit of effort? So that became <laughs> that became roasting. So we, we got very, <laughs> uh, we learned how to do that and build the brand and uh it's pretty much for the most part always been the two of us hands-on we have a couple of people here and there who uh who are get involved once in a while but um for the most part it was just like our love of coffee led us to roasting and then uh we especially during the pandemic we did a lot of stuff with other bands because bands needed merchandise to sell so we were like collaborating with them on coffee beans which was which was excellent yeah, um so yeah, it's just really another thing that's like passion based. Like we liked it, we learned about it and figured out a way to like make a product and um 
you know, it's, it's not the most lucrative thing in the world, but that's almost because of us, because we all have so, both of us have so many different things going on, including Bayside, that we're like, we can't own a cafe. Like, what are we going to do? Shut it down when we go on tour? Like, we're just not quite there yet. And going back well, to our did... prior conversation, we're not business people either, you know? Like, right. we can't just, like, hire a bunch of people and know what we're doing and then be like, all right, we're going on tour for six weeks. See you later. You guys run the show. It's like, I don't know. That just doesn't seem like, meant like we're mentally capable of that yet but uh but we got a good thing going did i read in an interview that you guys for a while quite literally did shut the coffee roasting company down when you went on tour um early on yeah we haven't done that in a minute but i would say prior to 2020 yeah we would kind of that was before we had um it might have been closer to 2018 before we had like cafe accounts we would just be yeah. like, yeah, we'll close it down because we're only getting like website orders, basically. Um, but then once the company grew and we got into a bunch of cafes around here, we we're like, we can't just not give them coffee. Like they're going to go get their coffee from another roaster. So we figured out how to, you know, whether we had someone work for us for a summer or whatever our situation is now where we, we have a um, someone who helps us with fulfillment. It's It's something where like when we're on tour now, will almost like kind of dummy down the website so there's only a couple of items and then keep our cafes that we supply. We'll keep those afloat um, just by having someone help us with it while we're gone. So there was a point where it was kind of negligible to keep it open while we were gone. We were just like, well, I mean, we weren't selling too much online at that point and we had no cafe, uh, cafe, uh, orders so it's different now for sure but there was a point where we were just like we're going on tour get your orders in because it's going to be two months before you could order again with Bayside and you guys being public figures I, I, I would assume that a decent amount of your business comes from direct to consumer um, are, are you guys proportionally more direct to consumer or working with your wholesale and retail partners uh, it's more wholesale and retail now yeah for sure um that's awesome. The pandemic was, it started to, it was probably the busiest we were on direct to consumer um, because so many people were just making coffee at home. Um, so that was a lot more consistent, but now it's kind of back to where it was, but as far as direct to consumer goes, but now it's also like so much better for us cafe wise. Like we have three pretty big accounts here and then a, probably i don't know four or five smaller accounts that's great because that's it's more than we've ever done you know and it's still pretty manageable right. Th those b2c accounts have so much better retention than any direct yeah. to consumer relationship that you'll ever build um, yeah absolutely when you're starting a coffee roasting company it, it's kind of neat because and, and i'm obviously not explaining this to you you, you know certainly more than i do but it, it's pretty neat in that if you're interested in coffee and you want to start a coffee-related business, there's a lot less risk to opening up a small-scale operation from your home mm -hmm. than opening a cafe, hiring employees, perhaps quitting your job. Yeah. What was the capacity of your initial roaster? And do you remember what you spent? Uh, it was just a uh, 2K, so two 2K. kilos. Yeah. So basically, you know, it would be per 11 to 12 minutes, we would basically net like two and a half retail bags so it just got to a point like we worked that thing to you know we worked ourselves to the bone when we finally got like a 
an account that was like 40 pounds a week. We had like for no reason other than our roaster was too small, we would have like full days that we were roasting because we were basically, I don't even know how many, I don't remember whatever two kilos is, is only a It's like one something pounds, you know, like we'd have to do like so many, um, so many roasting profiles per day and then package them and then, and deliver them. So it just became a point where it was like inefficient, where we like sold that roaster cause we outgrew it. Um, and then we've just kind of found our way, whether it was renting time on bigger roasters or whatever. Um, we kind of just figured, figured out our way, but the, the, we were, I think we sold that roaster during the pandemic. Cause at that point we were like, we are too busy to be roasting on this thing anymore. Like we're working. <laughs> My, my biggest fear with legal speed or like really any starting any business is like having a full-time job that doesn't pay full-time money, you know? And like, that's okay. always been my biggest thing with, um, with legal speed is like, it has to stay a certain size right now or else we're going to have a lot of overhead and we're get all of the money we make is going to go to our overhead and not to us. Like right now it's in like a really good spot where. We put in time, we put in work, the brand is growing, the, 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 we get more accounts every month, but it's manageable. The last thing I want to do in any sense is to like have any sort of entity where like the overhead, the overhead is so much money that we have to work just to pay that off. And I'm like, I, like I mentioned earlier, I like built up so much equity being a musician in the last, you know, almost 30 years at this point that like free time is part of my payment of being in a band. So like, I don't want to mess with my free time. I'm using my free time to like pursue things that I like, but the last thing I want is to work 40 hours a week just to pay like, uh, financing a roaster, pay for a warehouse, like whatever, you know, like yeah. that's the last thing I want to do. But this would be the funniest plug to go viral. Like if our plug for, <laughs> for your coffee were to like really like hit it. Yeah. And it just causes a huge headache and you don't really make any money or get anything from Damn it. it. The the product is excellent though, it and quality and even even your packaging. Um yeah. it's really, really well packaged. It ships extremely quickly. Yeah, yeah. Uh it's we're, we're on top of it. <laughs> is it legalspeedcoffee.com? Uh legalspeed.coffee. Legalspeed.coffee. Um and yep. we'll give him the opt out at the end of the episode. It says call whether you go or not. Don't overwhelm <laughs> maybe by one, you know. <laughs> Let, let's not go crazy by it. one bag. They they can <laughs> handle one bag. Uh Legal Speed Coffee it's exceptional. I personally got the Talima uh from Colombia. Yep. Delicious. About halfway through the bag. It was great. And it's very good. We we had initially planned to do this episode back in uh, December, and it, we ended up rescheduling. But my coffee grinder had broken, and <laughs> I was gonna have to use a weed grinder so that I can be like authentic with our show and drink your coffee <laughs> on the show. But then that's yeah. almost worse because then I'm yeah. ruining your product. <laughs> no, it's fine. It with it's some fine. of the cheapest weed South Carolina sell. <laughs> I'll say this. If you do whatever you want to do with legal speed after you buy it, do whatever you want. I, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Other companies need to endorse that exact, like, phrasing <laughs> message. Do whatever you want with our milk. 
it's going to expire on the 8th, so <laughs> do whatever you want with it in the meantime. Life's short, ain't it? I had another question that I yeah. wanted to try to cut to, and th this was probably the one I was most excited to bring up. Uh, as a well-documented New York Rangers fan, we want to express empathy for all of those sports fans uh, in New York stuck under the calloused <laughs> thumb of James Dolan. How awful yeah. that must be. Uh, but the silver lining in all of it is, besides very own The Walking Wounded, made it on the soundtrack for NHL 08. Better. I know you're a big hockey fan. What does it mean to you to have your music in an NHL game? And do you remember what your reaction was when you heard that news? Yeah, I mean, I was pumped. I'm still pumped. I, I wish we could have been a repeat customer. You know, like I wish they would have, especially some of our newer songs are way more jock jammy. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was great. I mean, the James Dolan thing is real, you know, like it's I think we're because of the Internet and also because it's true. I think we're seeing, you know, billionaire people just literally be nuts, like having too much money makes you nuts. So he a couple of years ago fired their GM and coach who were well, not the coach, but their GM and president who were doing great and building the team from scratch. And he. He was in a bad mood one day after a game and fired them. And it's just like, man, I don't think you should just do that, you know? <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, he's way more. It was the first time that I remember in my New York Rangers fandom that he, like, screwed with the Rangers because he usually screws with the Knicks. So I'm always like, ooh, okay, I'm, I, at least he doesn't <laughs> mess with the Rangers. And then he finally did. And it just felt, it felt dirty. It really did. Um, yeah, it's like every bad contract he gives to a Nick is like time he didn't spend in the Rangers' offices. Yeah, <laughs> fully. And and they were in the meantime they were like they were running well and and they still are. But um, but yeah, it, it's uh, I, I really only like hockey, so it's it's New York sports. You know, people when they find out I like the Rangers and they're like Jets or Giants, I'm like I really don't like I really only watch hockey, so. I don't have a I don't have a year long thing where I like hate myself because my teams always suck. You know, it's like I I spent all my time with the Rangers from like late September to however long they play that year, and then I then I take the summer off. Uh, it seems like a lot for people. I think that's why people are crazy, just because they they just have sports teams that they follow year in year out every day, and if they're their their livelihood depends on that team doing well and the team like hardly ever does well it's like you're gonna go nuts just give yourself a break yeah and just by default like the, if there's a championship only one team at a time can win so yeah. no matter how well your organization is run you're gonna have a streak where you're just god awful by sheer yep. luck or incompetence <laughs> you're sitting there at home from work the the jags lost again pizza <laughs> rolls are nine dollars you know, like, uh, yeah, it's, it's just got to be hard. But the, the, the sports benefiting you when it's going well is unlike anything else in the world. Truly. Um, are the Rangers in the right direction right now? I haven't fought hockey in a while. Um, they had a great year last year out of nowhere. Like, not full, full on, like, start to finish good year. They kind of were finding themselves for half the year, did okay towards the end of the year, and then went on a great run. They were, like, one of the last four teams last year. Uh, it's been very up and down this year, so it was kind of a step backwards from where I thought they would be, but um, they're yeah. winning right now, which is cool. Like, currently, at the time of this recording, they're winning. Um, I don't know. Like, I get very introspective about things that I like, and I've liked the Rangers since I was, like, 12, I would say, and I just, 
sometimes I feel like I'm like actually not a sports fan because I don't care about things that other sports fans care about. Like I think in general, a vast majority of sports fans just want their team to win so they could say they're better than you, you know, like, and I don't have that in me. Like I want the Rangers to win because I want them to play well. And when they finally win, I'm going to be happy. Like, yeah, it's not going to be about like shoving it in the face of the team that they, <laughs> they beat, you know? And like, that's so much of like a sports fans personality is just being better. And most of the time they're reality they're not better than anyone you know like so I know. it's uh how funny is it when people come in and they're talking about somebody and they're just like oh yeah he's a cowboys fan like unironically yeah. the way they'll bring it up they'll be like pee like a grown man yeah. will say like pee yeah <laughs> it's it's worn on the sleeve of a lot of people but i do feel like sports mm-hmm. is divided into two categories because there's there's like the asshole side of it where you just want to rub it in and it's me over you and then there's the undiagnosed autism side of it Okay. Me and my girlfriend's dad, who was in town visiting us for a couple what? of days, there's this thing that like men can do where they could just like go back and forth saying athletes' names. Oh, and totally. You're just like, <laughs> oh yeah, you remember we watched the Len Sanity documentary, and you're like, oh, do you remember how good Roy Hibbert was? And he's like an, an NBA player for the Pacers. Then you just have the same memories as the other person, and then they'll say, yeah. remember this person. Totally. And you're not saying anything, but you're uh-huh. connected. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, me and my friends from Long Island will just name, like, out of nowhere, someone will just text, you know, in the text thread, say, like, a random 90s goaltender, and then it just goes on for, like, 20 minutes, you know? Like, no one's saying anything, and all it is is, like, Don Beaupre, uh, you know, like, it just keeps going. It's like, Grant Fuhrer, it's like, oh, my God, we're just naming goalies again. We do it, like, once a year, at least. Do you play the NHL games, or or did you at least for the... One that you um, made it on? I, I don't have very many regrets in life, but one of them is not continuing to game. Like, I stopped at, like, PlayStation 2 because I was literally was, like, I think I still lived in my parents' like basement at the time, and I was like, man, I'm really wasting my life playing these video games. Fast forward 20 years, people are making money playing video games. Um, so that's one one bad decision I made. But I, I, I used to love that that era of playing NHL was, like, just getting into, like, creating a player you know so of course i'd like put myself on the rangers and start a career and all this stuff like that yeah um and then i literally did not play until the beginning of the pandemic my friend had a, an extra ps4 and i downloaded nhl uh and just had to relearn how to play basically but i i went directly back to what i did which was created myself started a career <laughs> yeah put myself on the rangers um i didn't do like the online gaming thing so um when it you asks for measurement thing. when you're creating yourself, are are you accurately giving those, or are you like six foot nine somehow? Man, that's a good question. I do it matters not know. Game. Yeah, yeah, I do not know because I'm I'm five nine and I feel like I would be noticeably shorter on the ice. So I don't. I might have bumped myself up modestly to like a <laughs> rounded up to six feet or something. <laughs> you deserve that. There's an anecdote I found when. We were doing the research for your episode about NHL 08, and I, I don't know if you're familiar with this at all. Uh, did you know that in NHL 08, as well as other computer programs from that similar time, they're a part of an upcoming Y2K-like event in January of 2038? What? This is interesting. So they're, they were some of the first things that were coded in C programming, um, and there's a limitation that might be brought on by what's called Unix time, 
in which computers store time value is the number of seconds that have passed since January 1st, 1970. Uh, the data type is a 32-bit signed integer and maxes out at 2,147,836 uh, I'm not even finishing that number. I did my best. <laughs> uh, after which it loops back to a negative and causes the system to think it's December 13th, 1901. Uh, it's called the 2038 yeah. problem. And <laughs> there's literally within, I'm just getting back to my tab here, within like the text code to a lot of games from that era, there are notes that'll say like, this game will not be accessible or playable after January <laughs> of 2038. Interesting. Is there anything that would actually be from that era affected? Because no one's playing NHL 2008 right now, you know? People trying to do speed runs of old games, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There are some Twitch streamers. They don't wake up on a disappointing January 20th morning. (laughs) (laughs) They just partied hard from MLK weekend, preparing for Valentine's Day. MLK is what, this is a, a... does anyone know what day of LK day is on? Is it the 18th? Is that right? I don't know. No idea. It's okay. We can cut that. <laughs> Nick, we really appreciate you taking the time to be with us tonight. Uh, we're of huge course. fans. Just talking to you has been really exceptional. We want to give you the opportunity to promote your upcoming tour. Uh, you guys are touring uh-huh. next month starting in February, right? Yep. The 10th uh, Just Like Home tour kicks off in Houston, I believe. Uh, and runs through like the middle of March. Can't wait to see you guys in Baltimore yeah, and driving from Pittsburgh to Baltimore. Nice. <laughs> uh, That's good. Are you bringing that yeah. girl that you've been talking to? Are you talking to me? I know he's yeah. not talking to me. <laughs> he's talking to... <laughs> are you are you bringing that girl that you've been I'm talking going to? With, me? I'm coming with Ryan. Wow. Well, you, what's wrong with the girl? I don't She's know not what coming. You're now I'm manifesting this for you. <laughs> I'm trying to help. Uh, thank you very much. We appreciate having you on. We'll talk to you. Yeah, uh, of course. Probably in like 40 more minutes. Well, if you want to come on and do a third one. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to say. <laughs> well, I hope you are recording. Well, uh... well, if you stuck with us this long, we want to say thank you um, for this abomination of an episode. I'd say abortion, but I'm in a red state. I'm sorry. Uh, this is episode one, and we are so grateful that you're here and stuck through it with us. It's exploratory for us. We have a, a lot of fun, and I, I just want to zoom out a little bit and talk about how we got here very, very quickly. In 2016, I pitched the idea of maybe starting like a late night style like web show with some buddies. Like, could we do iCarly, but, like, we're older and should have better stuff to do? Because that's a cool idea. I'm all into that. And I look back, and that's, like, six or seven years ago. And I, I remember when I was 20, I would hear people talk about how they would have a creative venture, and they're like, yeah, man, we... I remember we had the idea originally, like, eight years ago, and then it took us, like, four years to act on it, and we finally did, and it was, it was this, and it was that. I would have the thought of... How did it take you four years to act on it? And young, naive, and mature at 20 years old, I I didn't understand what people meant when they talked about life getting in the way. But I would come to learn that, and all of us would, um, especially uh, Haitia, Haiti. They had that earthquake. They learned. 
life got in the fucking way there. <laughs> well, it, it just does. It, it finds a way to derail you. And here we are six, seven years later starting when we thought we might be finishing. Um, I drew, I've got this little thing and I'm going to walk up to the camera and I'll, I'll, I'll be right back. That's going to be horrifically low quality and I certainly understand that. But that is a format for this show that I drew six or seven years ago. What I thought it was going to be, what I thought the product was going to be, how much time we would dedicate to monologues or segments, what kind of guests that we would want. I even drew little stars on it because it's something that I was really passionate about. And then I just let it go. I remember, Riley, Ian, it was 2020. It was the beginning of the year. We had booked this gorgeous studio on Wilshire in downtown Los Angeles. We'd booked flights and prepared all these really fun guests to make this show. We had everything planned out to a T, or at least some things planned out to a T. And the world sort of shut down. Businesses, airports started closing. Our guests canceled one by one. And all of a sudden, I ended up I lived in Georgia at the time in a state where I knew nobody. I had no friends. I just had to cancel the most important creative venture of my life. And I had no clue what I was doing, where I was going. This was a shitty little show, but it means a lot to us to do. And I'm very grateful for anyone who has gotten the opportunity to be a part of it. Thank you to Chris. Thank you to Nick. Links to them and all their works in the description below. Uh, and thank you to you guys for sticking with me. And I look forward to just dicking around with you every other week for the next hour of many years. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, thank you to anybody who watched and listened. Except for you. You know who you are. Yeah. Golfers. But everybody else. Yeah. Uh, uh, what was his name? Podridge? Podridge. I remember break up with your fucking wife or girlfriend or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then now Podridge or whatever your name was. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next Friday. And to my boys, good night. I love you. Good night. Go.